And we are live. Good morning. Good morning. Sabaha, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Let me go ahead and set this up. And of course, notifications are coming in all around. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to anybody that celebrates it. If you guys are in the US and so you celebrate Thanksgiving, um, hoping you guys had a good time. Uh, <laughs> I have all of my notifications turned on and I did not turn off the sound. Um, I want to say welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to another Saturday morning with tech episode 48 on this November 28th. So eight and eight kind of matching it on its own. Um, and uh, I do apologize for the vibration. Um, one thing that I read on, on Twitter this morning, something about Google or at least Android to this day still does not sync notification check. Meaning if you have multiple devices and let's say you check all your notifications on one phone, the other phone that you just haven't touched maybe for about a day for some reason has all of the notifications that you received since those accounts are on the same thing, but they don't sync notification check, meaning it doesn't recognize that you dismissed a notification. And of course, since I'm turning on a phone here, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the Pixel 4a 5G. Uh, it, in my opinion, the Pixel 4a XL that we wanted or that we all anticipated. And of course, uh, it turned out to be basically a mid, somewhat in between the 4A, which is obviously the $350 model to the four, uh, sorry, to the Pixel 5, the $599, $600. Um, actually, depending where you are, depending on the, uh, on the, on the, on the, you know, where you're able to get it. But generally, there's basically the 4A, the 4A 5G, and then there's the 5. That's the lineup of Pixel devices in 2020. Uh, Mehmet, good morning. Sabaho, Lenny. Uh, oh, good morning. Yes, good night. Hopefully you catch it. Um, so that's part of what we want to talk, what I want to talk to you guys about today. There was this, and of course, obviously it's, it's a chill back week. I uh, posted a couple of videos Monday, Tuesday, and I kind of took the day off uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, mostly because it, you know, as I mentioned, happy Thanksgiving. It's a holiday here in the U.S. Spent some time with the family, wanted to unwind, take some time. And I hope you guys have the opportunity as well to be able to relax with the family as well. Uh, but being Saturday, being that it is a, a good week. Good morning, uh, Donald. Uh, good morning, Sabaho. Um, I wanted to actually kind of start it off on the right foot. Uh, Mobvoi, the company that makes the watch, the tick watches, um, reached out and they uh, they wanted to put out, actually, there's a couple of things they wanted to work with me on. One of them was obviously giving a code or a discount code for everybody to be able, if they're looking to buy a new smartwatch, if they're looking to get a, a pick up a TicWatch Pro uh, 2020 uh, and basically getting it at a really decent, uh, reasonable uh, discount, I think of almost 40%. Uh, the code itself uh, will be available in the show notes. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it's TK Bay channel, just literally one word. If you guys are looking into getting that, um, it obviously features a military Milspec 810G, obviously the dual display technology. This is something that the TicWatch and Mobvoi has been known for. Um, obviously, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have a dock charger that we're able to wear it. But the fact of the matter is that this thing can take a beating. It'll fall, it'll work. You can go uh, basically uh, splash resistant. There's no issues there. And of course, running Wear OS, of course, the assistant, uh, accessing the Google Assistant, access to apps. Uh, and there's a lot more things we'll talk about that. But the, the short end of it is that they wanted to sponsor a giveaway, which means they're actually going to cover an international giveaway. So the essentially is anywhere in the world, they're going to ship it to you. And we will talk a little bit more about the actual giveaway as far as the rules and what we need to do to actually get it going. Um, so I do want to say thank you very much to Mobvoi for that. And of course, for uh, the ability of giving us that code, uh, TK Bay channel, uh, for a discount off of purchasing the, the TicWatch Pro 2020. Uh, so I'll give you guys again, there'll be a link for that in the description below in case you guys are looking into that. Um, Salam alaikum, Sabah IR1980. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, 
sorry, uh, Matt Tyler uh, hit me up and he said he's going to be stuck at the office today, so he won't, he won't be able to join us. But we'll uh, we'll definitely talk to a little bit later on. Uh, Ronald Conlon's uh, good morning. <laughs> it's quiet in here. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, more good morning. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's picking up. It's coming up uh, a little bit. Um, so first thing first, I'll say this: the the Pixel Four A five G was a surprise to me because I at the beginning. Um, Team Pixel wasn't well. It wasn't you know they didn't have any units. They weren't able to you know they didn't have anything around there. And uh, I kind of reached out to them and I said, like, "Hey, do you by any chance have any units?" And it's been some time, obviously, since the devices are out. They're also running some promotions, by the way, uh, for Black Friday and so on. And uh, they, luckily, they said, "Yes, we have one left." And uh, you know they were very gracious enough to let me borrow it. And I'll have to say this: um, not that I don't appreciate the small form factor of the 4A and the 5. Both of these devices are very nice. They're both also running, you know, almost 5.8 inch displays. Uh, it's more about the the fact that this device just fits that XL model that I've always wanted out of a Pixel 4A. So right, that was the thing when the 4A came out. Um, it came out and it's a smaller form factor. It's a small, very nice. Uh, it's definitely an improvement over the 3A to what we had last year. And of course, uh, the 4A 5G came out at the same time as the Pixel 5. So we heard about it, but we didn't see it coming out. Uh, one thing to kind of uh, kind of mention here is, so this is the Pixel 3A XL. This is last year's XL model. This is the Pixel 4A XL. Uh, you can kind of see that the device actually is not as tall uh, lengthwise, but the width is about the same. So although we didn't go as much on the physical size, uh, we did still kind of keep a lot of the main benefits there. The fingerprint sensor in the back, we do get that second sensor here on the back as opposed to the Pixel 4a where that only has one 12 megapixel sensor. Here we do have an ultra wide, uh, same front facing camera, of course, a larger front facing display since it's obviously bigger. We also have a bigger battery at about 3800 milliamp here, which gives us a little bit more, uh, in my opinion, at least like more horsepower and more life uh, is running a 1080p panel. So it's not going to be super, uh, you know, eating up the battery. Um, Sean Pfeiffer, good morning. Good morning, man. Uh, Michael uh, Pepper <laughs> and uh, Ronald, everybody. Good. Uh, oh, hey, <laughs> man. Well, hey, man. Good, good morning, everybody. Jumping in. Good. Um, first and foremost, I'll say this. I hope you guys are doing well. If, if you do celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you had a good, safe Thanksgiving. You were able to spend it with your family. Uh, we had a very, I would say, very much a quiet Thanksgiving here, just the immediate family, my wife and my son. Um, but we did want to do something a little bit special since we typically have it with the grandparents. We always spend time with them during this time of year. And we always had that, uh, basically, the opportunity. And we originally were intending to do something modified, maybe an outdoorsy thing. Um, but we ended up not doing that because of the cases and at least the way the situation is going on in Los Angeles. So um, I, I do want to say first and foremost to the champ that is my wife, to the to the amazing person that she is. Um, she was it, like, I don't know how, how, how does this happen? But anyways, we ended up cooking the same meal as if we had the grandparents coming over and then basically sent over and dropped off Thanksgiving lunch, uh, Thanksgiving lunch or dinner to the grandparents as if we all ate it together. Uh, that was, in my experience, the best way to have a together Thanksgiving without physically being together. That's as close as we can get. Um, so, you know, the turkey, the gravy, uh, we didn't have any mashed potatoes this year, but we did, you know, just different things that you normally get on Thanksgiving. That experience, in a way, was still fulfilled. And I was very happy about that because I felt in a way um, that even though we couldn't be together at the same time and we haven't been able to sit down and have a meal together for a while, um, this kind of brought us close together again. And I feel like, you know, that that ability of sharing food, uh, the memories, the love that somebody puts into their food. Uh, and again, that's why it's like my wife, again, the champ in this entire story. I helped as much as I could, but I'm not a cook. So I'll just say that right now. <laughs> uh, Joe Hickey's in the comment, man. 
Oh man. Uh, IR 1980 says, uh, this year's pixel phones have, uh, have hit it out of the park. Uh, there's the, the pic there's, uh, there's a pixel choice device for everyone looking at a different price points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with the 350, the, I, I still think the Pixel 4a is truly a hidden gem that I think a lot of people may not be talking about as much right now, but I think they really need to remember that it exists as a device. It doesn't have 5G, it supports 4G LTE, but for what it offers at 350, I feel like it offers it and it does a job very, very well. All three Pixel devices share the same camera optics. We're not looking at like, you know, uh, you know, 64 or 128. We're still talking 12 megapixel sensors on the back. And the experience changes primarily because of the processor. We're not looking at the same processor all across the board, but the 4A 5G and the 5 both share the 765G. So they both support, for the most part, the same processor, uh, a little bit less RAM, six gigs to eight gigs to the Pixel 8, uh, to the Pixel 5. And of course, we have also that 90 hertz refresh rate, the wireless charging. There's also a few additional camera modes in the Pixel 5 that the Pixel 4a 5G does not carry, which kind of talks a little bit about the price difference between that 499 to 599 to 699, depending where you are. So those are the things, but I agree with you. Yes, uh, there is a Pixel for everybody. Um, and Google's focus on providing an affordable Pixel has, has truly, um, I, I really feel like they hit it out of the park, as you said. This is definitely one of those things I appreciate. Um, Michael Peppertech, uh, he says, uh, have you been having any cellular data issues? My pixel five has been disconnecting randomly. Um, haven't had disconnects. I've, uh, because in the area where I live, I've had basically, uh, 5g will kind of the signal for 5g comes in and go, comes and goes depending on where I am. Um, as far as data drops on the Pixel 5, no issues. The Pixel 4a 5G, I barely switched my SIM card to that one about a couple of days ago. So well, not a couple of days ago, like yesterday, literally. Um, it showed up yesterday, <laughs> yesterday morning. FedEx showed up, dropped off the box, and I was like, what? Okay. So um, uh, arriving to... <laughs> Sorry, I, I, Amazon had to text me for, for things. Um, I don't know if you guys did pick up anything for Black Friday. I did end up picking up a couple of things, uh, but not what you would think. I picked up filament for a 3D printer that I have, and uh, the, the filament is being delivered today. So it, anyway, short answer is, is there. Uh, but no, for me, I haven't had any any data issues uh, on, on my side. Uh, my my only thing I would probably say is make sure you have the right APN set up on your, uh, in there. So double check the APN settings in there and that you're set up correctly on the right ports. That could also be a factor. Uh, and if you notice that there's still problems in there, See if there's any alternate APNs uh, that your carrier, uh, you know, supports. Sometimes the automatic ones don't always answer the right thing. So, uh, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, all of those, they have the automatic ones come in. But there's also sometimes some issues there. So hopefully that helps. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Joe. Good morning, man. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, oh, Miguel, is, is, uh, how, how's it going, TK? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, it was it was decent. It was decent. Like I said, it was home. It was it was with the family, with my wife and my son. Uh, we we basically sat down and we just you know watched TV. We kicked it together. We had tons of food. Uh, the grandparents, which is surprising enough, so we took food to the grandparents and we dropped off what we normally have at our house. But since they typically also bring things with them to the house for Thanksgiving, they also brought in some things. So they gave us some stuff. So, you know, my wife, my mother-in-law's, uh, you know, some Chinese stuff, uh, sticky rice there. And we also had some uh, tabbouleh for my mom since, you know, that's the Arabic side. So we have an Arabic, Chinese and American kind of a mix of a Thanksgiving together. But yes, it was a very, uh, very, very nice. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um uh, oh, IR is jumping. I think it's jumping back. Uh, he says, I think another content creator, Jay Williams, Jay Williams on his uh, recent video mentioned having Wi-Fi issues with the Pixel 5. 
double, yeah, I, I would double check. Uh, there was actually um, there was a gentleman on Twitter that was having problems with his 4A, where the uh, software update kept kind of going to boot loop almost. Not, not a boot loop, but like there was a, a loop issue where it was either not reading correctly or something's wrong with the system, and he had to reset it, and that kind of fixed the problems. Um, Ronald's double checking, wondering uh, who's uh, Michael. Who's your carrier, if you don't mind? Uh, yeah, <laughs> jumping back in. Solid connection issues with uh, with uh, yes. In, in uh, even I mentioned also, uh, yeah. And I'm curious how well spread is it is. I I mean, I, I guess. Okay, the first spin uh, and barely 12 minutes in. Okay, StreamYard is uh, shooting for uh, some awards. Um, I I'm wondering, I guess, maybe how, how well spread this issue is, and maybe if it is a carrier specific. Um, Again, for me, for the most part, I don't really notice any data uh, disconnects. And I guess I would wonder is what use case scenarios do you you do you have where you notice the data disconnect? Is it streaming content, watching videos? Is that the, uh, I guess I'm assuming that's more of the consistent experience. And does it just drop data, but you still have cellular connection or does it just drop everything? Meaning you lose the whole signal. Meaning it's, um, it could also be the SIM card. That was the other thing I was probably going to say is make sure that your SIM card is actually uh, decent and it actually has the, the contacts on it are not worn out. We typically switch SIM cards from one phone to the other, but we never think of updating our SIM cards. Uh, T-Mobile does have the new R15 SIM cards that I think would obviously will work a little bit better. So if you're able to, uh, I would also double check the SIM card because it depends, again, depends on how you're losing signal. If it's just data, and or is it just uh, in, in data and signal or is it just data? So that, that would also be an interesting indicator to see what happens. Um, but none of the new pixels have a 1440p screen um, uh, or a PPI over 500. Uh, David, I think at the end of the day, when we look at what we're getting for the price point that we're looking at, um, the, the end of the day, look, it, it's what are you getting in the experience that you're getting for the price? Is it a good experience? Absolutely. Is there is it good hardware, solid hardware performance on all of these? Yes. Um, would it have been nice to have a 1440p display like they normally have with the higher uh, higher end models and so on? Absolutely. Google's focus this year, and they said this in a in a Team Pixel meeting that I was uh, lucky enough to be part of, is that they were trying to basically basically focus on the core experience and answering the mail for the users. They noticed that devices year over year kept going higher and higher and higher and higher in price point. So the question would be this: every year, every time a Pixel comes out, I almost instantaneously, the moment those Pixel devices came out before the before the 2020 lineup, first comment would be like, "Man, why is this so much for a Pixel?" That's something that a lot of people can actually basically focus on, and at that point, start overlooking everything else the Pixel does and it does well. The Pixel 4a, the Pixel 4 XL is still one of the best the Pixel devices that you can pick up today. Even if you pick it up used, it still is technically more powerful than the Pixel 5 that we get in 2020. Although we don't have the wide-angle lens, but we still get the the whole technology behind it in there. So. Yes, it doesn't have those specific features, but what it does, it does very well. If 1440p is something that you're looking for, I would recommend you looking into the 2019 model there. I think that's where you'll get the better experience. For the Pixel 5, they targeted it for the price and the feature set that people cared about and what they heard as far as feedback. And I truly believe between the 4A and the 5, you'll find something that meets your needs. Either having a smaller form factor display, 
having a large battery, a large display, a headphone jack, the 4A and the 4A 5G both have those, uh, you know, fingerprint sensor that's on the back that's reliable, especially in this current situation where you don't have to worry about face unlocking. And of course, the ability of actually having a wide angle lens on the 4A 5G and the 5. So it depends on really what everybody's looking. But I, I, I guess I would say is, yes, we all we would wish that they were able to give us the same technologies that we always want the higher refresh rate the higher display uh, you know i would love a 120 hertz uh, qhd resolution display on a pixel but at the end of the day that's going to kill the battery depending again with what you're getting so very happy with what they have uh, and again I, I i'm i cannot recommend them enough this year the pixel lineup is out of the park definitely google did it really nice um here let's see real quick i think i missed a couple uh da, da, da. where is it um sean pfeiffer uh it's definitely is exposed still in development but I haven't uh i haven't in a way uh the off grade for three years and i've used uh moderate exposed module community it's not dead it's still in development it's just not independent as it used to be it's actually part of the magic uh installer so now as opposed to trying to ex install the exposed repository separately by itself run exposed module separately everything is kind of like based inside of the magic's installer so if you open the magic's uh, app after you install in grant root obviously you still need all of that background the custom recovery root all of that good stuff um tab on the left the sandwich menu and you'll be able to notice then there's module so expose is actually for the most part built in there and i think that'll give you the best experience there uh it depends on the support now the uh, the not i would probably say is last time i had a chance to check on the modules that were in uh, uh basically within magics uh it's not the same level of detail that we used to have back in the old days where we had like a lot more modules being developed for many many de developers because for the most part all of those were just doing them on their own and they just added it to the repository and you just check them you download them install them see if they worked if they don't work and if they don't bonk your system you can recut you know uninstall them so there was a, a little bit easier uh setup before but now it's pretty much centralized um I bought, uh, oh, I pawned the Soundcore Q30s. Uh, oh, man, nice. Uh, and the uh, the Litra uh, and the, the Kraken room. So I saw your comment. <laughs> um, I saw your uh, your tweet about the Kraken. Yeah, you, oh, man. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Let's just say this. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things. As long as you're able to find something that meets what you need out of Black Friday, I feel like, um, I, I think it's because I think we we over uh, we over um, I don't know how to, how to say it without making it sound like we, we give Black Friday too much credit. We make it sound like everything we want will be on sale. The reality of the matter is generally not the high end things are generally not there. There'll be a few gems here and there. But for the most part, you're getting basically deals on things that are probably more of like they came out early in the year, you know, or basically are coming out to the almost to the end of their uh, lifespan. And you'll be able to get some deals on them. And of course, there'll be those again, those few gems that you're able to pick up. Uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X did actually become available for just like literally GameStop here. Every store got two units and it was crazy, but two units per store and people were able to pick it up. I was lucky enough to be able to pick up both my Xbox Series X and the PS5 online. So those those were really nice, but congrats on the on the Kraken, man. And, uh, and uh, it sounds like you're probably gonna have a great weekend uh, just kicking it. I'm not sure if you already have it, but if, if you do, then hopefully you have a good weekend there. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it should be because we uh, should be fixed with a software update, uh, especially since it seemed to be across models and mainly new ones. Uh, I, I would probably say that it is software related, but again, I would definitely make sure um, for again, uh, 
most people carry their SIM cards from one phone to the next without changing the SIM card. And sometimes you'll go years and those SIM cards can actually get uh, basically eroded or get basically, I would say, um, like the contacts are not exactly as clean. So double check and just see how the actual data connection is dropping. If is it truly just both or just one? Uh, but yeah, hopefully they can fix that in a software update. I hope so as well. Uh, Donald's good uh, TK, good health and happiness to you and family always as a fan. Uh, as always, yes, no, definitely. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you has you guys are having a great weekend, a nice end of the week. If you're not celebrating Thanksgiving and you were not off for the last few couple of days, I hope you're able to basically kind of relax and get into that mood and just enjoy the weekend. Um, and I think those are the things that I, I feel like are truly just the way we want to kind of go through with it. Just um, do the best that we can, have a good week, and then at the end of the week, just relax. Um, Chimoy is saying, sir, is the, uh, is the OnePlus 5 will, okay, will the OnePlus 5 still get any major updates? And unfortunately not from, uh, I would say not from OnePlus. So OnePlus is pretty much, I think if the five is already kind of out of the, the three year cycle that they're going to, well, the two year cycle that they're covering. So for the most part, I would probably say if you still have a OnePlus 5 and you're looking to get updates as far as new features and so on, you probably want to start looking at like Lineage OS or some kind of uh, custom ROM for it off of XDA. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the device. It's just that it, from the support standpoint, it, it kind of ends at, at the, um, it ended basically getting the official support. That's probably where the best. I think the uh, OnePlus 6 is, I think, that borderline, the 6 and the 6T. And then, of course, the 7T. And because now we're at the end of the year, right, if you think about it. So when we are the 8T, the 8, and the 8 Pro, then we have the 7T, 7 Pro, and all the other T series from last year. So the 6 is three years ago, and then the 5 is even further since, you know, you kind of want to be able to kind of cover that. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if you're able to get some really nice updates and new features, even with security patch updates, uh, running some kind of custom ROM on your phone. Uh, but I would definitely back up your data first and, uh, of course, get your data off of it before you do any of that. Uh, let me see here. Michael Tech. Um, oh, I'm on T-Mobile. My Note 20 Ultra and Fold are are fine, so it's strange. To, okay, so it sounds like yeah, so it sounds like it may be a software issue, and I, I'm wondering again, it, just why is it hitting certain people but not everybody? I am on T-Mobile as well. I have a, a T-Mobile data only uh, SIM card that I'm running on my devices because I tend to keep two phones with me all the time. I don't need to have two phone lines running. So for the most part, uh, again, no issues with 5G, but I do drop from 5G to 4G LTE depending where I. Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oops, I think here. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, I have the Pixel 4a 5G with T-Mobile and uh, no problem. So yeah, so it depends again. I, I'm assuming it's um, maybe double check the APNs. Maybe that's the only other thing I could probably recommend at this point. Double check your APN uh, information and that it is uh, the, the most accurate one that you have for 5G on T-Mobile. Maybe that, that'll be a better one. Um, I think, yeah, that's, sorry, we jumped in. Uh, which personal phone are you using? Okay, uh, right now, 4A 5G, and I still have the Galaxy Z Fold. Uh, Z Fold is primarily more of the personal running things kind of like that, but the 4A 5G, I switched over from the Pixel 5. So uh, that's what I'm currently running. Uh, that's why I was trying to cover for it. To, you know, I, I put out a tweet about this. I got this yesterday. Um, I didn't have a chance to, I didn't want to do an unboxing because I feel like we've already kind of covered a lot of that. So I have some content that's focused specifically on the Pixel line of devices for the next week or so. So definitely next week, uh, we'll see something coming out at least for the Pixel 4A. Uh, I feel like the Pixel 4A 5G is, I, I mean, I, 
this is a personal preference. If you like larger displays, this is going to feed into it right away. You get literally the best of both the 4A and the 5 at the same time. And you get the basic, uh, you know, the basic setup of a larger display, a larger uh, battery. So the, the surprising part, though, which is really interesting, um, it's that it's not a large. As, so there's three different versions. All right. There's the 4A and the 5 and the 4A 5G. The 4A 5G has a 3800 milliampere. It's a large phone. There's no question. The Pixel 5, it's a smaller phone. It's more of the same physical size as the Pixel 4a. Although this has a 4,000 milliampere battery and this has 3,800. It's physically bigger, but it has a smaller battery, which is interesting how they decided to do that. I'm not sure if it's a fingerprint sensor type of a thing or just a choice. Uh, but yeah, still 3,800 to 4,000 is a, a decent size uh, comparison there. Uh, Miguel, um, I had a similar issue with the Verizon with Verizon about two years ago. They replaced my ten-year-old uh, SIM, and that fixed the issue. And I had, uh, and it was mostly with the data drops. That was something that I've experienced in the past as well. It wasn't a Pixel experience where I've had that problem. I had it with older devices. But for me, it's because, as you guys can imagine, I switch SIM cards so often. There's so many times. It's not where I just put in a SIM card on a phone and I leave it for a few months. It's literally consistently being switched. This SIM card that I just switched over to the 4A 5G has switched three different devices in November. So, and if there's everything goes well at some point, I may also be getting the uh, Poco M3. So I'll also be switching to that one at some point also to do some coverage for you guys. So there's a few things. That one actually was officially announced. Um, although somehow my review unit is kind of lost somewhere. It's supposedly shipped two weeks ago or like last week. And it's still not here, but then a whole bunch of other people did. So I'm not sure what happened, but hopefully as soon as I get the uh, the new uh, Poco M3, I'll, I'll be sharing that with you guys as well. Uh, but yes, no, the SIM card concern is always um, something that people overlook, uh, and it's a simple solution, but I think it's one of those things that work well. Um, Ronald is saying, I have my S20 Ultra 5G at 60 hertz right now. Um, I think the, 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 the S20 Ultra, I think, is one of the uh, silent winners. I think if there's a best... If I had to kind of pick up all the Samsung phones in 2020, I truly, although the Note 20 came out at the end of the year, I would still go with the S20 Ultra. I honestly think the S20 Ultra is truly epitomizing what what um, Samsung offered as the best. It still has the 108 megapixel sensor. It had that focus or that issue, but that tap to focus fixes the issue. Um, you have a 5,000 milliampere battery. You have 45 watt charging. You have a, a large display, 120 hertz. You can actually force it to be 1080p, 120 hertz, as opposed to that adaptive option that we have on the Note 20. So there's a lot of things going on there. Of course, SD card, water resistance, and all of that without the pen uh, support. So for me, I felt like that was the better choice uh, at the end of the day. But I, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to run it. But um, are you trying to... Oh, no, okay. So now, now we have now I have my Sprint S20 Ultra 5G on T-Mobile with a with the T-Mobile SIM. Simple changeover from Sprint SIM. I'm glad that that was a simple one. I was going to ask, um, was there anything in the in the device that needed to be done other than just putting in the T-Mobile SIM? Because I have a T-Mobile. Sorry, I have a SIM uh, OnePlus 7T 5G. Uh, OnePlus 7T 5G. Yes, or 7T or no 7T Pro. I want to say. It was a seven. It was a one plus seven that was a five G compatible. It was one of the only ones available in the U.S. on Sprint, and I'd love to be able to uh, see if that works on T-Mobile. But I'll have to call them and see if that is, is an easy thing to switch over. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you. Um, I need a suggestion from you about the best custom ROM for one plus five. 
Honestly, I haven't been using OnePlus uh, custom ROMs on my OnePlus devices for some time. So I truly would recommend you just checking in the, the OnePlus uh, form or even the XDA form for the OnePlus 5. But for me personally, if I had to kind of recommend a ROM that is a really good alternative ROM to offer full version. You know, and we're back. Uh, sorry, just to kind of recap that one, uh, the easy way, go to the XDA forums, and um, I would definitely look for a, a Lineage build. Lineage OS is one of the more stable uh, builds available. And not only that, there's a lot of development going around it. There's obviously, you know, um, there's the unicorn ROMs. There's a whole bunch of other things that you can download. But I think for me, uh, Lineage always does. It, it's a nice combination, and it's similar enough to the way OnePlus's older build when they used to be closer to CyanogenMod. So you get all of the functions that you normally get with a stock Android or close to stock, but with a lot of the customizations. Um, Sean Pfeiffer, hey, um, I've noticed that a Samsung, a lot of features uh, of uh, old exposed modules are, are not part of the UI or app available without root now. Uh, but thanks for the uh, thanks for the info on that. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and if you're on a Samsung device, by the way, you really should be checking out the Good Lock application out of the Samsung App Store. It's it's not a it's not a root or it's not a it's not a um, you know exposed module, but it's a a way for Samsung. Uh, actually, the best way to say it is. It's Samsung customizations in, installed as individual apps. They're not built into the operating system, and they don't normally. There's no way for you to know about it unless you knew what GoodLock is. But download the GoodLock app for whichever Samsung phone that you have off of the Samsung Play, uh, Samsung App Store, and then see what modules are available. And they have some certain level of customizations, new gestures. Um, also, uh, I think the new one is also the, a better way to customize even the keyboard. Uh, there's uh, the keys, custom themes, a whole bunch of different things that we used to use exposed for. So that's the reason why I feel like it was a really good way for them. Uh, it's not built in, which is weird. And there's no normal shortcut. Like I would imagine them having that as the check out these additional features that you can add to your Samsung device on top of the ones that we already gave you. But it's not something there. You have to kind of look for it. Um, Ronaldo's in the chat. Good morning, my tech reviews. Good morning. Good morning, man. Sabaho. Welcome back, man. Um, it's it's really it's really tough. It's really tough to kind of just kind of keep things uh, going and just making sure that everybody's you know in uh, engaged and everything. And uh, you know, Ronaldo's one of the really cool guys. And Joe, hey man, good morning. Um, when it when is Android 11 coming out? Um, 11 has been out, uh, but as far as actual Samsung, it should be at probably closer to the end of December, because of the way, the frequency of the last few updates that they pushed out on the S20 Ultra. It seems like they're almost done. It actually, for the most part, there are very few hiccups, very few issues. So I would imagine either end of the year or right before the S20. So there's rumors coming out, and Samsung kind of kind of somewhere kind of confirmed that the S21 will be coming out in January, which surprisingly is literally over a month from now. So I would imagine closer to mid-December or so just to kind of close it, uh, or they may end up just making it an official announcement with the S21, and then the S20s will start getting it officially there. Uh, but if you're part of the beta, you're already enjoying all the new features. There's a whole bunch of new things coming up. Um, anytime, man, anytime. Uh, let me double check here. Okay, Donald. Uh, let me bring it up before it kind of jumps. Um, uh, please tell me if there's an option. Uh, if uh, if you if your opinion of uh, your opinion or uh, think of the um, the Bayer Dynamics uh, the DT nine ninety open back, oh uh, or the Bayer Dynamics seven seventies pros uh, closed back. Um, for me, I've been using this uh, the um, 
I want to say the 770s. So those are those for me are much better. Uh, open back. So here's the concern. It depends on really the experience that you're trying to enjoy with it. If you truly want to be more of an open space a spatial experience, I think open back are great for that that type of music. But it depends on what you're listening to in the the audio type of music, the the content that you're going to be listening to most of the time. If you're going to be using it for more of a general use, meaning you're going to watch some videos with it at some point, you're also going to listen to music, uh, some high quality flack audio. Uh, I, I probably would recommend you go more with a closed back. I think that's just a little bit better for the audio performance. Um, and it just gives you more of that focus. They're not going to be very bassy, but they're going to be very clear. So those are, I would probably just recommend it just a personal preference for me. Um, I've, I've tried open backs in the past, but I didn't, I was never comfortable or I would say I didn't enjoy the sound profile that I got with them. I felt like closed back just give us a little bit more that personal in space kind of experience and they worked really, and they should be working very, very nicely with the V60. Again, one of the very few last few uh, LGs with uh, headphone jacks still. Um, uh, yes, yes, no, definitely. I appreciate it, Joe. So we we were we went for a walk yesterday morning, um, and it was literally right after I got the phone. So I just I opened it up, I set up my account, and I just like let's go. I didn't, I barely had my SIM card put in there, and then we walked out. Um, we had some interesting, you know, like I mean, obviously it's it's a very windy time. It's very cool. We were finally we're in the fall in Southern California. Uh, and what I mean by that is that the leaves on the uh, on the trees are starting to finally turn yellow and they're falling. So the whole mood, the whole experience outside is just that, it's just fall. Um, but it was really, really windy. And I took the phone with me and then we found uh, that nice little, uh, I would say like a paseo or a place for us to kind of go walk. And uh, some families and some kids like to decorate it. There's usually a bridge there they'd like to decorate. And I posted some pictures on Instagram if you haven't ch had a chance to check it out at TKDSL8655. Um, and uh, they started putting up ornaments on just the trees all around. So that was a really nice little walk. So we walked to the family. It was nice. And as, that's what Joe's uh, referencing there. We took some nice pics with that. And there's really... There's, it's almost impossible to take a bad picture with a pixel unless you're just trying to take a, just a random picture. But truly, with a, with any kind of composition, pixel is just the simplest, easiest way to enjoy pictures, and it it just does a really good job. The 765 handled everything that I wanted to do very nicely. Uh, I even posted my first, um, I think, uh, like what's it called, Twitter uh, fleets. It's basically stories. Stories is everywhere. So I posted my first stories out of uh, off the uh, Pixel 4a 5G yesterday while we were walking with the family. So that was very very nice. Um, so the Pixel 4a, the Pixel 4 XL, or the OnePlus 8 Pro. It, it's a little bit of a toss up. Um, the 8 Pro has some really good improvements over the cameras. Actually, of all of the OnePlus devices in 2020, I feel like the 8 Pro is the one. It's the one that you want to go for for the cameras because that performs the best. Um, the Pixel 4 XL is not a 5G device, so there's going to be a little bit of the um, kind of like a give and take between the two. If you if you care about 5G, then that's an easy answer to kind of give you. Um, as far as what you're getting overall between the two, you're getting a slightly different experience. You're getting QHD 120 hertz refresh rate as opposed to QHD 90 hertz refresh. There's a lot of things going on, but as far as sheer performance, as far as day-to-day -day activity, they're both going to perform very nicely. I just feel like the 8 Pro has, has a little bit more flexibility because it does actually have 
sorry, the wide angle lens on there that we we don't have right now on the Pixel 4 XL. But as far as the Pixel line of devices, the Pixel 4 XL is still the most powerful Pixel to date, even with the new line of the Pixels that we have. But it, it just depends really on the features that you're looking for. If 5G is out of the question, you don't really care too much, and you don't really need a QHD 120 hertz refresh rate, uh, then I feel like it, then it's a little bit more of a toss-up. The experience on the cameras are going to be pretty comparable. Um, although, depending on a personal preference, I still think the Pixel 4 XL will take better pictures with the main shooter. I'm not talking about the wide-angle lens or telephoto or any of the additional lenses. So just main shooter to main shooter, I think the Pixel 4 XL will still do better. But as far as a well-rounded phone, maybe for other options that you may be considering, the OnePlus 8 Pro may be something that you want to look into. Again, it depends. Uh, the price point between the two right now, the 8 Pro is on sale for $799, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it's on, so it's definitely comparable. And the poor Excel, I'm pretty sure you can get it for much, much less. So that could also be another factor you want to look into. Um, is there a Pixel 4a and a 4a 5G? Yes. Uh, James, good morning. And uh, let me just double check right here. Uh, so there is three different pixels. Uh, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's just switch over to the top level because I think we could do it better this way. So here... And then this is the watch we're going to talk about in a second. Let me just move this here for you guys. So here we are. There's three different pixels. There's the Pixel 4a. This is the smallest of the uh, smallest one of all of them. Uh, let me go ahead. And, yeah, of course, Android 11 update here. Um, there's the Pixel 4a has one sensor. There's the Pixel 4a 5G has the dual sensors, the standard and the ultra wide. All three have fingerprint sensors on the back. Only this one has wireless charging and reverse wireless charging. And this one also supports the dual sensors. So. The 4A is a 4G LTE model. The 4A 5G, obviously, by the name, it's a 5G model. And it's closer to the 4 uh, to the 5, where you have the dual sensors. Uh, now, this one has a 3,800 milliampere battery. This one's 36. This is a 4,000. And uh, just kind of like the lineup. If you look at it this way, there's too many pixels uh, at some point. But this is the lineup or uh, what you're getting in 2020 from Google. The 5, the 4A, the 4A 5G. All running running Android 11, all running the same similar frequent sensors in the back. The 4A and the 4, sorry, the 4A and the 4A XL both support headphone jacks where the 5 does not. So there's a few compromises there. And of course, a high refresh rate here, 90 hertz refresh, 60, 60, 1080p panels on both. I hope I hope that kind of um, answered the question that you're looking for, James. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think the, 4, the, the Pixel 4A is a $350 model available on Amazon, of course, as well as Google. And the, the main benefit there is that you're getting a really good and expensive price point. It's not running the 5G chipset, so you're still going to get a decent experience from the mid-range chipset from Qualcomm. But I think the overall experience is just, it's really tailored to fit that 350 price point. Um, where the 4, uh, 4A5G at 499 jumps in a little bit more there. Bigger display, bigger battery. Of course, we have secondary sensor there. We're running a better chipset with the 7 Series. So you're getting a lot more. And I feel like that's the sweet spot between uh, between the three lineup. And they really priced them very, very well in 2020. Um, hey, Chemi is in the chat. Um, I finally made it in almost in time. Yeah, man. No, dude. Always see your comments afterwards. Appreciate you, dude. Um, just some plan changes. Yes, I, I think sometimes you have to kind of look into to double check what you have. Uh, good morning, Joe. And of course, Matt Tyler. Oh, man, he jumped in just I appreciate it, man. Really quick with the super chat. Thank you very much, Matt. Hashtag TKRP. Good morning, Sabaho. I hope you're doing well. And I, obviously, I hope you're doing well at, at work. He's stuck in the uh, at work today. Uh, it's been a busy week, for, uh, busy month, actually. Last Saturday, he was in. The, uh, he was also stuck at the office as well or at, at, uh, at the job. Um, 
And I hope, uh, same as Joe Ronaldo, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, had a chance to spend some time with the family. Hope you hope you're able to relax and uh, take some time. Um, Doomer is saying is uh, Lineage OS is a uh, is the stock ROM for me. Um, I've been using it on uh, for six months and I can't get used to anything else. So if you haven't used the Lineage OS, you haven't really uh, experienced what Lineage offers. It truly is one of the most customizable ROMs, and it truly comes in at a very I would say the development behind Lineage OS has been done very, very nicely. Uh, and it actually mimics stock Android experience to a certain point, and of course, just offers a lot more options on the side. You can run it uh, you know, with root, install it, install magics, customize it, install a whole bunch of different things. And, and, and I think I agree. Uh, once you start using Lineage on a device, you'll definitely fall in love with it. It's one of the better builds of Android that you're able to pick up on any smartphone, uh, especially, I mean, if you want to go with like one, uh, OnePlus devices and other devices that are very friendly to development, I think that's going to work very, very nice. Um, Sean's back in uh, with uh, already using uh, the theme uh, theme pack and uh, and keys. Love them. See exactly, uh, but and I think what Samsung did, which is weird, as we were talking about the um, the the uh, thing that is the the Samsung uh, Good Lock app. Sorry, yes. And um, one of the things that you kind of appreciate once you start using them is like you see that Samsung kind of saw what people were, you know, unlocking their devices and bootloader and to be able to, what are they doing to install? What are What is the main reason what people were basically rooting Samsung devices in the past? And I think one of them was customizations. Themes was definitely a big one for me. At least root was mostly done there. Uh, backup and restore, uh, you know, custom ROMs and of course other things. But if you're using exposed, Exposed gave you the ability of getting the feeling or the flavor of what a custom ROM can do for you, something like Lineage OS, but you ran it on a stock ROM. So it's the operating system that your phone came with, but once you get, get the device unlocked and you root the device and you install Exposed, you were able to add new features or even modify features to be able to get them um, I would say basically, uh, let's just say re if they were region locked, maybe something like that, or if we were looking for new features that you wanted to add to your phone that didn't come with it, those were always nice. And Exposed was always a very nice way of actually doing it. It just, it had its own obstacles and hurdles as every Android update kind of hindered development for it. Um, I do remember that at some point we never officially got exposed for a certain build of, uh, of Android for almost a year. By the time we were getting close to the new version of Android, the follow-on, before we were able to get it. So the development has been always tough. Uh, but yes, if you're a fan of Exposed, you're you're not going to be disappointed there. Um, yes, sir. Lots of turkey. How was yours? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Matt Tyler's always coming with the fire. Uh, it, it, it is, it is always one of those little things that you never expect. I mean, because he hit me up before and he's like, hey, dude, I'm not going to be able to jump in. I'm, I'm going to be busy today. I'm sorry. And uh, no, yeah, I absolutely, no, definitely. Uh, always bringing in with the fire. Uh, a lot of us eat a lot of turkey during Thanksgiving and, and turkey has its own little effect. But um, I have to say, my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the pecan pie or the pecan pie, depending where what part of the country you're from. It's either pecan or pecan. Whatever you call it, it is truly amazing. A la mode, which is, means a little bit warmed with a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream on the side. I am salivating just talking about it right now. And, um, and, and unfortunately, I've already finished all of the pie with the family, so there's no more. We gave, enough, we gave, we gave some to the grandparents. We left a little bit for us. We had it. It was good. And, and now we just move on and look forward to Christmas. Christmas dinner, that's what we're going to do it again. <laughs> we'll do it in Christmas. Um, 
Miguel is asking real quick, uh, have you ever installed Gcam on a OnePlus device and seen a huge difference in picture quality compared to stock camera? I want to do this on my OnePlus 7 Pro. Um, first and foremost, I would I would start off by saying, do it. No questions, do it. Find the right build and make sure you install the settings uh, option for it because you need to make sure that it's compatible. Um, night and day experience, the processing that Google does within the, with the Gcam app improves any device that you install it on. If As long as you're able to install it and it's compatible, it's not just installing the app. You need to make sure that it actually is compatible and you're able to actually install it with the correct uh, settings tab. OnePlus, prior to the OnePlus 8 Pro, and even with the OnePlus 8 and the 8T, I think the cameras are better, but they're not to the point where they could be where the 8 Pro definitely has benefited a lot of it. So yes, um, you're, you're going to notice a lot of difference, a big difference in processing. You're not going to get as much of that oversaturated uh, you know, color uh, boost effect that we typically get from OnePlus devices in their cameras. Not to say that the 7 Pro doesn't have a good camera. I'm just saying is you will definitely see the improvement. It is actually noticeable, especially on the 7 Pro. On the 8T and the 8T, uh, sorry, the 8T and the 8, it's more noticeable than the 8 Pro because I feel like the 8 Pro, they did a lot better performance at tuning on that one. We also have a different sensor there. So the 8 and the 8T are more closer to the, what we had last year with the 7T, which is the 48 megapixel sensor. I think the 8 Pro is where we got the new sensor in there and they're benefiting a lot from it. So uh, if you can, yes, I would recommend you downloading and, and trying Gcam. And I've tried it in the past. I, and that was typically the camera app I would use on OnePlus devices to um, not to say compensate for it, but to give me another option in, in case the image I'm trying to take is just not coming out exactly the way I want it on the display. So it gives you the, the choice. And again, with Android, it's beautiful because you can install multiple camera apps as opposed to where we can't do that with iOS. Uh, let me see. Why am I? Why is my notifications blowing up? Let me double check. I, yeah, yeah, la, la, la. Let's see here. Oh, okay. That a lot of lot of different things going on. It's Saturday, and uh, but we're getting emails from companies. Um, oh, sorry, Joe, I forgot to read it. Um, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving here in the in the UK, Ronaldo. I had a nice day though, thank you. Uh, and I have to wait for Christmas for my turkey. <laughs> So yeah, no, uh, Thanksgiving is very much a U.S. thing, um, but uh, Black Friday seems to be actually pretty contagious because that kind of it permeates across the world, right? I mean that, that you guys um, you guys get the best part of it. You don't get to eat too much uh, during Thanksgiving, so you skip that part of the uh, the experience. But you go straight for the savings. So yes, uh, I'm I'm appreciative of that. And uh, but yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, morning from Malaysia. Good morning, Saeed. Uh, good morning. <laughs> oh yeah, so so it's Sunday. Uh, so Sunday morning with tech, uh, I think we should uh, configure that. I, that's the first time I've had, um, you're the first person to actually uh, comment being in the morning. I've had a lot of people comment that they're generally in the middle of the day and night. Like in India, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're sometime around 1, 12, 20 a.m. in the morning. So I'm, I'm not sure if that's what your timeline is, Saeed, but good morning, man. Um, let's see here. Chemi's jumping back. TK, what do you think of what happened to with Huawei selling Honor? That was actually a very interesting uh, experiment. Well, not experiment. It's an, an event, actually, if we have to look at it. So if you guys are not familiar, um, Huawei as a phone company has, um, there's always been a sub-brand of the company called Honor. Honor is their sub-brand. They're, they're generally, for the most part, I would call them the inexpensive, the, the less expensive e-commerce version of what Huawei offers as devices. So typically, you'll find Huawei stores across Europe. You'll find Huawei uh, places in there. And then you'll see in most of these stores, there's like a table or so of devices called Honor devices. 
Um, recently, Huawei decided to sell off the Honor brand, the sub-brand of Huawei, to a to another company to operate at, outside of just being part of Honor, uh, out of Huawei. Um, now, what does what that does essentially? Essentially, it allows Honor to operate autonomously. It stops becoming part of uh, Huawei. Um, I'm not sure yet, and we'll talk about a little bit more about the experiments experiences of what Honor offers. Now, Honor is not involved in any of the 5G tech that Huawei offers. Honor is very much just a phone brand. They have a few other things that they offer, but they're not again as big. Um, the the historical de dependency of Honor on Huawei has been great. So they've used typically they use the same processors. They for the most part used very similar devices. So their brand is very close. Again, more of an inex less expensive one. Um, now them being sold off, I'm not sure how that's going to change the dynamic. We don't really get a lot of the interesting the, the intricate the intricate. Blah intricate details of what the what the separation means are they going to stop using high silicon chips meaning the current processor will not be powering the new honor phones um, will they be basically starting to generate or use uh, switch over to Qualcomm based chipsets and that will also probably also discuss the fact of can they uh, the way they're doing be able to get GMS on their devices if they're not part of Huawei so that's also another conversation that could fix the problem or could help honor thrive a little bit more than what in the current situation that's going on um, a lot of that detail hasn't been really shared. Uh, Honor as a as a as a as a as a company right now is still for the most part in that transition. So we will see how the news comes out. I'm excited to see if Honor is able to kind of get that boost back because they've also they've dealt with the same cons uh, constraints that Huawei has been dealing with for some time because they relied on what Huawei offers. So Honor devices don't have GMS. Installing the GMS on them is very much the exact same process as installing them on Huawei devices. So we'll have to see how that goes. I was interested very much in um, the development that they were able to separate but I was looking for more details as to how are you going to be able to do that next step? Are they going to be using with the uh, Harmony OS that uh, Huawei is built in? Are they going to be moving on to that? Or are they going to stick with Android? We'll have to see what uh, how, to, how that kind of goes from there. Um, Scott, hey, man, good morning, man. Uh, man, always. Uh, oh, Ray, Richard, hey, man, good morning. Big love, TK. Uh, um, <laughs> What do you think about the sale of honor? Yeah, no, uh, we were just talking about that. Real, uh, uh, Chemi just jumped in with that comment on that one. Um, in in the biggest situation that we have right now, I think it's just the most interesting development at the end of 2020. I think it's a smart move for Honor. I think it's a great way for Honor to thrive and then be able to build their own brand. Uh, how much are they going to be able to do on their own based on the fact that they were never really supported with that big backbone? Again, it, you have to realize that Honor as a company only made sense the way they were operating before, I'm not saying they don't make sense anymore, the way they operated before was because of what Huawei developed. So Huawei would always develop the new technology, always develops the new chipsets, the new camera modules, the new camera sensors, all of the things and the, and the, the branding and so on. And then what Honor would do is basically use a certain combination and tailored experience of those, those devices and sell them for obviously a less expensive price. And of course, since they were more e-commerce, they were a little bit more easy, easier to basically fit in and work with other companies. So they were big in Europe. They were big, obviously, in China, as you can imagine. Although in China, they actually have Honor stores, which was a very nice thing. Last year in 2019, I had the opportunity to go to Beijing. Uh, and I was actually, I made a specific point to go look for an Honor store to just go check out the Honor 9X because they released it there before it came out in Europe. So yeah, uh, I, well, uh, nice to see you again, Richard, definitely. Um, 
Coinex, bro, upload in 4K 60 HDR, please. Uh, the videos look very compressed. I have a 4K TV and I can't watch 4K videos on my phone. No problem. It's not 2009. So, Coin, I, I'm I'm totally with you as far as the up, uh, uploading in 4K 60 live streams by in general on YouTube can only be 1080p at the max. You cannot live stream at 4K 60. The bandwidth alone would basically just be amazing if it's possible but youtube on its own automatically compresses i mean i understand what you're talking you're saying essentially if you record in 4k 60 and upload in 4k 60 and compress it the images will look still better because of the compressions would actually kind of bring it down to a crisp 1080p uh, overall i i do understand the need for 4k 60 i have the equipment for 4k 30 unfortunately not 4k 60 all around my overhead cam is only 4k 30 uh, at best although i do have a 4k 60 here as far as the primary sensor i'll have to look into trying to do more 4k uploads uh, it just it's more of a timeline i do record in 4k natively so i do edit a 4k video uh, even though the source files in 4k i export in 1080 uh, mostly because of the compatibility with the different platforms that i post on so i appreciate your uh, your your recommendation there and we'll, we'll definitely look into that one um hi i'm from france uh, uh this this is saturday saturday evening with tech for us here uh well then dennis bonsoir et bonjour et welcome to, uh, well, bon, yeah, bonsoir it's evening yeah i <laughs> uh, hope you had a good day and um yes no uh it is saturday i think i should have like a if there's a maybe put in a metadata option here where it, depending on what time zone you're in it changes the name it changes the name of the show to the name of where you are so in paris it would be good evening good morning because it would be sunday in malaysia or in india uh, and of course uh here so in the u.s for us by the, for reference it's roughly lunchtime right now for me pacific standard time so it we start off at 10 30 but that's generally how we try to get the show the show is, is really nice um uh scott's in there hey man just pe people hanging out checking in uh oh yeah and then and and of course in new york it's afternoon so three hours ahead same country different side uh fun iphone uh oh um so fine iphone mini fact uh you can text four times faster on it than the giant max due to the uh diminutive size oh and the uh <laughs> it's real activity um, so I think the iPhone 12 mini is, has been an interesting, um, an interesting device, an interesting smartphone for 2020 for me. I was very excited about it. I, I was also very surprised when I got the phone, how small it is. It truly is a small, it, it's a very small phone, uh, from the, from the footprint of, as far as usability, but I, I understand, yes, the small footprint and the closeness of the physical, uh, physical, uh, actual keys, you're able to get a lot faster if you get used to the actual form factor. And also, as a side note, supposedly the update or the fix for the iPhone 12 mini uh, touch response issue has been pushed out by uh, Apple. So if you're owner of an iPhone 12 and you've had, sorry, the mini specifically, and you've had touch response issues like I had, uh, this should be able to fix for you, uh, hopefully, the problem. Um, <laughs> but we'll have to have to see that. Uh, Joe's jumping back with that one. He's like, I'd be really surprised if, uh, if Huawei got honored back one day. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll, like I said, the way they're going to operate once we once we know the specific details of how Honor will operate as its own company and how they're going to basically start supporting again, it's because of the way the architecture of Honor was before. 
it, you know, they relied heavily on Huawei. When you take them out of the Huawei situation, will Honor be buying Huawei chipsets then? So it's, even though they're not a Huawei company, will they be buying the same things or will they be buying hardware? And as far as the operating system, if they switch over to Harmony, uh, is that going to be basically how the, the business model will go? And they'll just be able to, since they're not part of Huawei, maybe they'll be able to qualify for GMS because then at that point, they're no longer part of what Huawei's concern is at this point. But we'll have to see. Uh, but I, like I said, it, it's an interesting move in 2020, the way they they did that. That's a very smart move. Um, hey, TK, uh, what do you think will happen uh, with the release of Harmony OS? I think the initial release of Harmony OS is, for the most part, will be more of a seamless transition to what we see. Uh, I think for the smart way to do this would be is to provide an EMUI experience with Harmony in the background. And basically, we'll actually be almost almost transparent to the user. So the user would get an update where it switches them from basically an Android run, um, you know, Android run EMUI 11 to a Harmony OS running uh, EMUI 11. Uh, the biggest concern that we're starting to look at right now is the fact is, you know, the compatibility concerns, right? So will the applications run correctly? Will they have the same compatibility to be able to install apps from the Google Play Store, external sources, different things like that? From what I remember, Harmony OS, at least for me, my only experience right now is Harmony OS running as a TV OS for Honor and for Huawei. They ran it last year in 2019, so we know that it was already running as a system, but it wasn't running on phones. The beta for the uh, Harmony OS uh, for for phones is supposed to come out in mid-December. I'm trying to get in touch with Huawei and trying to see if I can get it running on my Mate 40 Pro because that would be interesting to see the experience change. Will it be seamless? Will I still feel like I'm running EMUI 11? on a Harmony OS version of the of the phone as opposed to knowing that Android is not running in the background. Uh, but again, currently the way you're mostly installing and getting everything run on a Mate 40 is through Pedal Search and their App Gallery or APK Pure. So you're not really heavily relying on GMS. So it could be easy for them to do this transition. I'm interested to see how it's going to work. Um, but again, with any operating system, being that it's going to come out in beta, I'm anticipating some bugs, but that's typical and they can fix them as long as it actually shows us a promise uh, of uh, basically a path forward. Uh, and it could be very helpful for Huawei as well as for Honor if they're still using the same system. Um, Ronald's jumping in. Depending on how big your hands are, um, I have I have big <laughs> Yes. So it depends. I, it always ends up being, yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with a small phone as long as you're comfortable with it. Now, I'm not saying this is not a right form factor. What I'm saying is um, this just feels better. Uh, it's easier. I feel like, you know, stereo speakers are still there. I have a headphone jack. It's a nice display and things just look just the way you want them to look like on, on the device. So again, I think at the end of the day, Pick what works for you. Pixel has an answer for everything the same way Apple has an answer for everything. They went from the mini to the 12 to the 12 Pro, the 12 Pro Max, which by the way, a lot of people are loving the 12 Pro Max now. Um, and a lot of people are kind of like jumping away from the Pro to the Pro Max. I feel like the mini has its sp uh, space. Uh, it's one of those things that you have to appreciate when you're using. Um, my tech reviews, uh, 4K60 makes no difference in videos for reviews. Uh, I, uh, should I get that? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We, we had that circle of death and about an hour now. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, so I'm with you. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit also uh, with Ronaldo on, on the 4k 60. 
there is a benefit to any type of content that you're watching. If you're watching scenic things, you're definitely going to enjoy the content. If you're watching videos like our videos, tech reviews, overhead, we're talking about product, you're so close to the product itself. I agree. YouTube does that job of really interesting job of basically just, um, you know, the compression is just going to be the compression. There's not much we could do. Uh, I think short answer is if you're able to shoot and produce in 4K, you should do it. 4K 60 depends on your you know, personal preference. If there's not a lot of action, the 60 frames per second doesn't really do much as far as the difference because you're really going to basically enjoy it at the refresh rate of what your display is. Most of our displays are 60 frames per second, right? So if you're watching video at that rate and you're watching a lot of motion, a lot of things are moving very fast, then that's the benefit. Uh, so I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> from Algeria. So DZ is jumping in from Algeria with the uh, uh, cyberpunk uh, little uh, icon there, right there. Appreciate it. Alan, 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 Jazeera, Allah, 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 Playing, okay, playing back the Xperia 1 Mark II native 4K 60 frame HDR from the ProCam app on my Mac results in Stutter City. <laughs> I can't wait for Monday for the M1 uh, MacBook Pro to arrive and see that. Uh, oh man, that's going to be so nice. I wanted to jump on the M1s, and I so for reference, just so I, I have a MacBook Book, uh, MacBook Pro, uh, obviously an Intel model, uh, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't go for the uh, you know the Air and so on. There's, a, I can't go to a smaller display. I if I'm going to jump on on something, I want to jump on to something that is basically more comparable. So the uh, the M1, I'm really yeah, I would definitely love to hear. Uh, what you have and of course uh, enjoy basically 4k 60 HDR content on on the fly uh, Final Cut Pro is just crazy fast and um, I've seen some minor improvements or at least from the benchmarks that I've seen minor improvements in fi in uh, Premiere Pro running on the M1 compared to a decked out uh, MacBook uh, 16 uh, so for me a MacBook Pro, a MacBook Pro 15 0.6 is what I have, and it's one of the higher end. So I I would imagine a very little benefit if I'm not using uh, Final Cut. But if I was on Final Cut, uh, the M1 chip would have been my jump on definitely for sure. <laughs> the baby's here. Hey, how you doing? So we got a new follower, man. Good morning, uh, or good afternoon, uh, Robin. Uh, hey, he hello, good good evening from Holland. Hey, man. Um, What's your what's your favorite Android skin of 2020? Um, right now, it's a toss up between uh, basically color color OS 11 has done a massive jump for me, which is really really nice. And I want to be specific. Uh, the question that we're getting here is an Android skin. He's not referring to stock Android, which is what you typically get from Pixel. So we're mostly talking about like One UI, Oxygen OS, Color OS, a uh, you know, a Harmony OS. Well, not Harmony. We haven't had that one yet, but you know what I mean. Uh, and of course, uh, Xiaomi or Flyme. Um, I would probably end up saying basically uh, the the OnePlus uh, Color OS and Oxygen OS. I know they're they're similar in certain ways. The new direction that Color OS, is, uh, sorry, Oxygen OS is going with, I find very one hand one handed friendly. I'm not very much against it, although it borrows a lot of the aesthetics from uh, One UI. I'm feeling more, like I like One UI, but I I prefer uh, Color OS's and Oxygen OS's implementation, especially on Android 11. Uh, if you're talking about more Android 10, I still think uh, you know Oxygen OS 10 is one of the most customizable and very clean and very fast implementation of Android. Uh, but those are the ones I generally uh, like. MIUI 12 is getting up there with the customizations that we get. Uh, but if I had to kind of group two, since Color OS and Oxygen OS are similar in certain ways, 
I'd probably say Mio Y12 uh, also. Those are probably my favorite, uh, the favorites of all. So Mio Y12, Oxygen OS, and Color OS. Hopefully that, that gets you. Uh, hopefully that's the question you were, uh, that answers the question, sorry. Um, Ronald's jumping in. I do have a 4K60 video on my YouTube page. Um, the Osprey, uh, Osprey about it to lift off. Oh, yes. Um, we all pray that it's actually about it to lift off. I'm hoping uh, there are some indicators that, you know, YouTube plans to promote more higher quality videos as far as 4K60. Again, it depends on the quality of what you're getting out of it. If if the image that you're producing can be easily enjoyed and, and consumed, and I realized there is a, uh, there's a, uh, a certain number of users that like to have a 4K display. Now, very, I think it's a very limited number of devices like the Xperia line, the Xperia 1, the Xperia Mark 2 are the only two 4K displays that are true 4K on the market. For the most part, everybody else is using either a 1440p or a 1080p panel. And we're seeing a lot more 1080p panels because of the higher refresh rates in 2020. So that also kind of flips it over. Um, for mobile consumers, which is 99, I would say 98%, if I had to kind of like roughly say 98% of my content is consumed on mobile devices and very small numbers are on iPads and on TVs. It's a hard sell to to change the entire workflow specifically for uh, a small number. Not to say that it doesn't benefit, uh, but it's also the cost effectiveness behind it. So I've been using the same overhead camera for some time. Again, maximum resolution for me is a 4K30. For me to be able to jump over to 4K60, I need to make sure everything is 4K60, and that's a $900, eight to $900 expense that I would need to do. And of course, also figure out what I'm going to do with this existing camera. So. That's why you tend to not get a straight yes, definitely we'll go ahead and do that type of an answer. Because although I do upgrade the primary camera because I'm like 90% talking head on this, this camera I haven't really upgraded for a long time. I've actually gone through almost three cameras from, from a Canon, to, from the 70D to the uh, GH5, to the GH5 to the Sony, uh, uh, sorry, the, um, I was going to say an Xperia, uh, sorry, the the, uh, seven, the 7S Mark III, yes. Um, but I still haven't changed this one, which is something I probably should do at some point. Uh, but I, I'm hoping to find a good, decent uh, handy cam, a new Sony handy cam that I haven't seen yet. Welcome in, Robin. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> um, the 4A crew represents always, man, always. The 4A, the Pixel 4A is absolutely an amazing one, uh, phone, definitely. Um, can't wait for 8K displays to come on smartphones so I can watch 8K YouTube videos straight from the phone. Um, I can't wait to get those high refresh rates and high resolution displays on the, obviously on our smartphones. I feel like for smartphones, 8K may be overkill. And I'm only going to say that now, and I'm pretty sure in a few years when 8K becomes a thing, I'll be eating my words. So I'll say that now. So you can't, if you're, if you're going to, you know, jump back in time and watch this in future. Um, I think 8K is definitely appreciated. I can say this 4K on a display on the Xperia 1 Mark II is gorgeous it is stunning it is absolutely the best um, it doesn't stay in 4k all the time though but that's something to keep in mind uh, so what i would probably say is although i would appreciate 8k i i, I would want to see basically you know maybe we end up doing a more of an incremental step you know going from 4k to 6k then to 8k uh, but we'll have to see we'll have to see what they're able to do with the panels because there's a there's a kind of a, a medium that they need to find right now there's a lot of people requesting high refresh rates and of course, we want higher refresh rates on 4K panels. We've been stuck at 60K. 
sorry, 60 frames per second on 4K. Um, and my hope, what I was originally hoping is that the, uh, the new chipset uh, that we're going to be coming out, you know, the, eight, uh, the A14, the, the new Kirin 9000, all of those. And of course, when we, when we start seeing the brand new, you know, 875 chipsets are going to come out, those are going to be the things that I was hoping to kind of push to give us higher refresh rates on 4K and start pushing it to the next level. Uh, but 8K video is primarily the highest we can shoot for anyways. Um, Ronald's jumping back and says, we're not going to see 8K videos. Um, <laughs> Ronald, I would probably say is never say never. And that's going to be something in tech that we always say. Um, I can remember a day at some point in, in time where I said, we don't need more than eight gigs of RAM. 12 gigs of RAM is crazy. Who needs 12 gigs of RAM on a phone? We have 12 gig RAM phones now. We, yeah. So it's a matter of time, but yeah, we'll have to see. You going? You aren't going to be able to see 8K video YouTube anytime soon. Uh, no, that's going to be because of the compression. Even with compression size, uh, if you think about it, uh, even though MKBHD may shoot in 8K RAW, uh, when he produces his videos, they're not produced at that level. Uh, there is a, a certain level of demand, this you know production style, and of course efficiency in production that needs to kind of go through. But it's again, it's not just the content; it's also the 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 enjoyment, the data, the the amount of battery uh, that you're going to be able to look. The current setup or the current architecture of our devices to be able to push that many pixels and provide us the, the connection, the speeds, the data connectivity to be able to give us that type of content is just not at the same spec as we would like it right now. So I think 4K60 is really nice. Uh, shooting in 8K and watching it on the on your phone is definitely nice, but I think very few people even use that feature. It's a nice to have right now. Nobody really needs 8K for uh, video shooting on their cameras. I think what we need is beautiful 4K on the front and the back, 60 frames per second, and give us better pro mode options in the cameras. Um, oh, sorry. Um, do you know if there's any problems with the iPhone 11 Pro yellow screen? Um, I haven't heard that problem on the 11 Pro. I have the 11 Pro Max and I don't have that issue. And I've had that phone for over a year and I still think it's one of the better iPhones to, uh, even in 2020. Nothing against the 12 series. I realize there's a lot of benefits there with the 5G and so on. I still think the 11 Pro Max is, is one of my favorite iPhones if I had to pick an iPhone on that side. Um, iPhone can shoot 4K60, Dolby Vision, HDR, use that. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, they, you can shoot that and you can you can try to produce the content with it. Uh, the reality of the matter is, again, storage capabilities and function. Uh, I think it, at the end of the day, it, it, we need to kind of experiment and see what we can do. And maybe over the holiday, as, as things kind of like kind of we'll go through the holidays and I'll have some time off, uh, I'll be able to try to experiment and try to find a good deal on an overhead 4K60. Because let me just say this. I love shooting in 4K60 and I love editing the content off of that because I'm starting with a high quality source so that if I want to switch over or flip the switch to go to 4K60, it's an easy switch for me. Right now, <coughs> sorry, because of the limitation of the 4, uh, because of the 4K30 that I have, I don't have a way of dumping into 4K60 right now. So I, I, I bet I'm with you. Um, hey TK, how are you? How are you? Doing well, doing well. Hanging out with uh, with you guys on Sunday. Uh, sorry, depending where you are. If you're, <laughs> it's Saturday morning here. Or um, oh, sorry, Goku. Uh, Saturday morning, more like lunchtime. Uh, Saturday at this point. Um, uh, the MediaPad M5. Oh man, yes. So 
MediaPad is one of the men. So uh, if you're not familiar with MediaPad, it's a great Huawei tablet that is, uh, they have different models. There's the light, there's the five, the five light, and I think different ones. Um, I, I like the form factor. They work well. They sound great. The great displays. Uh, we use it with my son. That's his tablet. He uses it all the time. And yeah, no, I would say just enjoy the content and we'll have to figure out a better way, hopefully, to get it uh, going. Uh, Donald jumping in is an OLED 1080p at least on the V60 is just as good as the LG V40's OLED 2K. The quality is just, you have to really appreciate what LG did with the V60. As Donald was saying, even though it's not a 2K display, it's not a 1440p display, it still is super crisp. It's large. The speakers are great. Uh, you're getting really good, consistent 60 frames per second across the entire UI. Um, you're getting really that experience that you want to get. Uh, speaking of which, I did want to say, I forgot to show you guys. Uh, we... I've been printing, I've been experimenting with this nice little 3D printer. So I went ahead and printed this uh, TK Bay uh, nice little outline. I'll show it to you guys real quick here. Actually, and I do want to talk a little bit more, but so here, the TK Bay, <laughs> cheesy. Uh, I know, we, we got an expensive uh, 3D printer and I'm just printing my name. Um, but yeah, so being that we've had some time and we've talked about a few things, let me go ahead and take a quick uh, pause real quick after uh, Donald's comment. Um, Oh, one last one. Okay, so the only exception it would be if you're a gamer. So, gamers is a different. It's a different beast, right? If you're gonna game, you really need. Um, oh, Bolivar. Uh, <laughs> uh, for on the M3, I'm still waiting on my unit. I, I it's stuck somewhere in the mail. I don't know where, but I'm hoping I'll get it very soon. So, I'm hopefully I'll get it early next week. We able to share some content on that one. Um, gamers are very different because gamers do tend to prefer not as high of a resolution, lower resolution performance over speed. They prefer speed over quality. And the reason behind that is this, depending on the guy, the, sorry, the games or the kind of games that you're playing. First person shooters or open world uh, environment type of games tend to have a lot more uh, basically close up detail with a lot less detail as you go further away. So you tend to want to have a higher refresh rate, especially with fast action movements or so racing, uh, first person shooters, uh, any kind of fighting game. You want that high refresh rate. So games like Call of Duty, where there's a lot of elements moving around, you want to be able to see things refresh and you don't want that pixel uh, breaking between as, as you're moving. So you tend to sacrifice the quality, uh, which is what I would enjoy. So in the, the display in the back, I opted to go for a 1440 p display at 240 hertz as opposed to going to a 4K at 120. I would have enjoyed it more, more detail at 4K. It's just I felt like it was much better for me to go 240. Now, the one on the top is a 144 144 uh, 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 144p, uh, 144 hertz. So that was also kind of the compromise between the two. I wanted to make sure that I had two displays that were the same resolution. So as I move elements from windows from one side to the other, they stay the same. The refresh rate changes. So then when I'm playing games, obviously, I'll play them on the bottom display as opposed to the high one. So it's one of those things you want to keep in mind. Um, but before we go too far, I do want to talk a little bit about the actual watch itself. So Mobvoi is sponsoring a giveaway of a watch. This is going to be basically the same watch that we're talking about right here. This is uh, the TicWatch Pro 2020. This was released in early 2020. It is still one of the best options that you can get on the market. Let me switch over real quick here. 
And the watch itself has an IP65, IP68 rating. It has a pin connector at the bottom to be able to charge it. It still features that dual display technology, which gives us the ability of enjoying two displays. There's the color display, which is your normal watch. And then there is the, uh, the basically kind of like an always-on display type of an experience. Uh, we have access to applications. So we'll go ahead and open it up here. You can open it up at the bottom. That's our exercise mode. So you're able to jump over between different exercise settings. And of course, you have the ability of jumping in between the different apps and install different apps directly from the Google Play Store. Uh, military 810G, the dual display technology, very nice. Uh, faux leather on the top with a nice uh, little uh, soft rubber at the bottom. And of course, very nice connectivity, both Android and iOS. And what Wombboy is going to be doing is they're going to sponsor this giveaway, and it is an international giveaway. Uh, what that means essentially is anybody in the world watching this video right now should be able to basically qualify. As far as the rules, I wanted to keep them very simple, and I tend to keep them very simple just because the way Google does this YouTube process as far as giveaways. I'm not linking you guys outside of YouTube. I am not asking you to go anywhere outside of YouTube. It's pretty simple. You need you basically once the video is done, meaning once the live stream is done, I need you guys to come back and make a put a comment on this video uh, and that gets you one entry. You don't need to uh, comment multiple times, one entry, one comment, and that's it. Um, and just basically let me know why you want the the, the Tick Watch Pro uh, 2020. Um, I'm going to give this about a week. It's going to go from this Saturday morning with tech to next Saturday morning with tech, and we will announce the winner on the Saturday morning with tech. And then Mobboy will be shipping you guys out a brand new Tick Watch Pro 2020. If you guys would like to check out the Tick Watch Pro website and check out actually the Tick Watch Pro uh, 2020, they are running a promotion right now using the code TKBay channel, just one word, TKBay channel, no spaces. And that coupon will also help save you guys some money off of the TickWatch Pro 2020. So there's a lot of cool things going on from TickWatch and from Mobboy. I want to say first and foremost, thank you very much for not only giving me the opportunity to help give back to you guys, but also sponsoring this giveaway. And I love the fact that it's international and they're covering the shipping, which is really cool because I cannot explain how hard it is to try to ship things specifically in certain parts of the world. Uh, and again, once the winner is uh, selected, I will announce it during the live stream. And of course, we'll make sure to get in touch via email and we'll we'll work on the, the specifics from there. And hopefully you guys will get it before Christmas. It'll be a nice little gift, a Christmas gift. So I'll explain this little detail in a few, uh, in a little bit more later on. But if you haven't caught it now, this is the best way to say it. Um, and I think last one we talked was at board regarding the M3. So the Poco M3 right now on paper looks to be a very very interesting device um, i think for me the biggest thing i'm looking at and they're not focusing on 5g but we are getting a 6000 milliampere battery uh, you're getting uh, and i'm having to read the statements mostly because i don't have the uh, all of the information in front of me so snapdragon 662 we're talking we're talking about uh, uh basically third qualcomm ai engine four gigs of uh sorry four gigs of ram with 128 gigs of internal storage starts at $129, which is really crazy. Uh, and of course, uh, there's a UFS 2.1, but a massive 6.53 full HD display with a 6,000 milliampere battery. That thing should last for days, not, not, not one day, days. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to seeing how the cameras perform there because uh, I'm really interested to see that at that price point, if the experience is truly uh, still what I normally expect from Poco or you know, as far as the actual uh, you know, best bang for the buck type of thing. Aditya, hey, Aditya Neil's in the comments, man. Guten Tag and Sabaho Damen Naharen and Heren. Wie geht's ein, ah, wie geht's es? Ich bin Ihnen heute. Okay, so uh, if I'm not getting it mistaken, okay, so Guten Tag und Sabaho Damen and Good, Good evening and good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wie geht's es? 
Ihnen heute. How are you doing? Um, I think I'm. I think that's what you're saying, right, Aditya? If I'm not mistaken, like wie geht's? Where where are es Ihnen heute? Heute is I think here. How are you guys? Um, let me know, Aditya. I'm, my German is not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> I understand it typically a lot more. Oh wow, I missed a lot of comments. Okay, let's start going through some of these real quick. Um, <laughs> oh man okay so i gotta show this one uh i can't wait to see the beard that beard in 8k ah crap i don't want to see this beard in 3k <laughs> oh man yeah no no sure it's not sorry i <laughs> oh man yes uh you know what i forgot i should do this i should do what juan is doing gotta do the tk bay hat yeah right there all 8k all the time and now i gotta move forward because i'm like i'm going interference on my own self but yes uh good <laughs> oh good uh idea yeah so good night go oh, man i loved we're getting some german we're getting some dutch in the comments um aditya is in there as well <laughs> um See, uh, Caesar, uh, what is he saying? Your videos are very good, and your beard, <laughs> and your beard, love it. Uh, did you know that there is uh, that there are YouTubers who used to copy your content? I found a few. Yes, um, I found a few videos, and uh, typically, what'll end up happening is if I don't run into them myself, or the YouTube copyright program doesn't catch it on its own. Um, you know, uh, you know, comments, fans, and people like you usually typically tip me into the right direction, and I try to go catch those. Um, it's some of my older videos. Yes, it's hard. It's hard to catch. And the YouTube system used to be pretty good about finding even the ones that are less than 100%. But for the most part, it hasn't shown up anything for me in the last, I would say, almost two months. So I'm not sure how well it's working. But um, I appreciate the support. Yes, if you do see any, please uh, tweet me. or uh, Well, actually, Twitter is the best way. At TKDSL8655. And of course, TKBay um, here on YouTube if you want to hit me up as well. Um, I triple dog dare you to shave your beard. You know... Uh, <laughs> That will be so. This is where I'm worried. I'm worried, and this is truly just a, like a being a very, very honest. I'm worried if I shave the beard, I may not grow it back again. That's a little bit of a concern on my side, and I say that because I got used to it. I it's no longer. I don't feel the beard. I don't feel like it's there. This is part of how I look. If I pass by and I see myself without the beard, I'm gonna think somebody else is there. I look at my older videos. I look at some of my older content that I've created in the past, and I see the videos and pictures where I didn't have the beard. Uh, it's it's different for me. I feel like this is kind of like the new norm. But I've also kind of, if you think about it, Coins X, um, I've, I've morphed the channel to be around the look. So it is a certain typical look that I'm trying to go for. I didn't want to just be, you know, TK. I mean, not to say that it was hard to find. Obviously, there was that certain look, but. I wanted to have that unique look that if you see this face, you see it from a mile away, you know who it is. Um, Ronaldo can attest to this, uh, my tech reviews. He and I ran into each other one time during one plus event here in New York. And I, I kid you not across the way from where, you know, I was walking in from the media end and then there was a whole bunch of people waiting in line to get in. They could recognize me from that far. That was the look that I'm trying to go for. I wanted some kind of a, think of it as a calling card. This is what it is right now. Uh, does it mean it's going to stay here forever? I'm not sure. Uh, but as far as the dare, I do appreciate the fact that you're uh, you're trying to entice the shaving of it. But at, at this point, no, I, I am very happy with it. Um, I don't know what will happen when it becomes all white. That may change the conversation because I don't want to dye it. So we'll have to go from there. 
uh <laughs> aditya joe hickey good morning uh aditya is in the house man welcome back uh muhammad faisal uh i don't know how i got i i don't know how i got here so what's the channel about and what you uh what's going on here um simple i'm this is so this is the english side of channel there's two channels there's the english side tk bay and there's the arabic child tari, uh, chai channel not child uh, Tarek Bay. Uh, this is the English side. So if you're not familiar with the channel, uh, essentially it's tech reviewed lifestyle reviews, helping uh, get the best out of your device. And of course, uh, if you're into modding modifications, things like that, those are the type of videos we do here on the channel. And, but it's a general tech type of video. Uh, and of course, uh, assistance and help in any kind of questions that you may have related to tech. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave them and we'll try to go through and get it to there. Hopefully that gets you what you were looking for. Um, do you still have your uh, your watches, the Gear S3, the uh, the Galaxy Watch, and the Thick Watch 4G? So I still I don't have the Gear S3 anymore. I traded in my Gear S3 for the Galaxy Watch, uh, not the Galaxy Watch, for the Galaxy S uh, Watch, the Galaxy Gear, uh, the last the S3. Sorry, the S3 Watch. Yeah, the Galaxy, uh, the Galaxy Watch S3 that I ended up picking up. So they allowed us to trade in watches and I did trade that into to Samsung. So I was able to get some, a little bit of a discount, about 110 bucks off. Um, as far as the TicWatch 4G, the oldest uh, TicWatch I have is the TicWatch 3 Pro, uh, the, the TicWatch Pro 2020. And I have the TicWatch 3 Pro. So this one's running the latest 4100 processor from Qualcomm and actually some interesting uh, updates that they had from uh, what they're running but it's literally the latest chipset from uh, qualcomm for mobile processing uh, on a smartwatch and there's a few elements updates that we got from TicWatch. so TicWatch and mobvoi are upgrading it and going through with some nice little upgrades on the new one so those are the ones i usually have uh joe's jumping in hold on let me double check here <laughs> thanks to i'm gonna highlight you joe mostly because i know comments are gonna start flying uh you can even use the Note 20 Ultra to upload in 8K. Um, yes, but the question would still end up being is, do you really need to go in 8K? That's the best thing you're there. Um, oh, Aditya is jumping back here. Most gamers uh, do, uh, do doing it in competitions use 1080p. Absolutely, yes. 1080p for the longest, because of the performance, the performance to uh, the performance to detail level. You know, you're getting there. The, the system or the hardware that you're working with doesn't have to push so much more horsepower to be able to actually push out the higher uh, you know quality of images. Uh, and they're also not using wide angle monitors like these. They're probably using slightly bigger monitors, but of course it depends on what you're going to, what type of game you're going to be playing. Uh, if you're looking at uh, like, again, Call of Duty type of game, Warzone, obviously bigger, the wider the display, the better the field of view. PC gaming, in my experience, I played games on consoles, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, and I still think PC gaming rules mostly because of the FPS, also, but be also because because the type of monitors you're able to get, the field of view that you're able to get on an ultra wide 1440p 240 is absolutely a best way to go especially for this type of game because you get that bigger field of view but you also get that fast response with the keyboard and mouse so i i like it um as uh as usual is asking uh is uh what's what's the ideal price for a lenovo chromebook duet uh with the qualcomm 7c i as far as i remember i i, I want to say it was it 699 i can't remember if uh the actual price point on that one i'm sorry i haven't been really keeping heavy focus on the on the chromebooks the only Chromebook that I got last uh, lately was a Lenovo, but it wasn't a Duet. Uh, it was a Lenovo um, 
MediaTek processor one that was running for about 300 bucks. Uh, but I don't, if anybody knows in the comments what, uh, that would be a good way to hopefully help them. Um, no. So, uh, do you have any 8K TVs? Uh, and I, uh, PlayStation does not support, uh, well, take that back. It'll it'll display on the 8K, but it's not an 8K gaming. It's really intended more for 4K. So 4K 120 HDR. That's the type of uh, the best resolution you're able to get there. So even though it's a next gen, that's what you're getting. But as far as 8K, that we don't know. Sadly, I don't have an 8K monitor or TV. I feel like 8K is still overkill. There's nothing being broadcasted in that level. 4K is finally becoming mainstream where we're starting to see more 4K content being produced and, and available on over-the-air broadcast or even just basically online content. So I think those are the best options. Um, okay, I'm not sure what that one was. Uh, I couldn't figure out. Uh, sorry, Kalisha, uh, uh, Kelsey. Uh, Matt, <laughs> the chat is kind of crowded for the giveaway. Uh, no, absolutely. The, the giveaway is uh, Davin Davis is jumping in. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> the Sabah. Oh, it's uh, the, the giveaway is really nice. It's a I one of the main features about ThickWatch for the longest time was that dual display tech that you get. It's a great technology, very simple, very easy to actually interface, and it makes perfect sense. You do want that low power consumption display on all the time, and then when you want to use the phone, or sorry, the watch, because they do have a model, the, the, the LTE model that you're also able to pick up, you do want to have that functionality, and it not only helps you extend the battery life, but you're actually able to go into an, uh, this is something's called essential mode. And it enables you to basically turn off the color display. And this watch will last you for a long time. I'm talking weeks. Uh, but it, you do lose some of the features. Obviously, you're not going to be getting the app support. You're not going to be getting the same notifications. But at its core function, the, skip, the step counting functionality, uh, the ability of having the support, obviously, with the mil-spec uh, mil 810G, the water resistance, all of those things obviously don't need power. But it's the ability of using that watch for an extended amount of time to get you to the point where you're able to charge it. And of course, you could charge it overnight with a USB charger from any USB charging capability. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I wish everybody the best of luck. Uh, just for reference, if you guys are interested to know specifically on the comment, the, the giveaway itself is international. National. So, okay, we're back. Um, and we're still with Goku. So, I'll, I'll, sorry, I'll recap one more because we got another uh, circle of, this, I would say, circle of death uh, situation going on. Um, to get the entry in for the giveaway, it's a simple thing. You need to wait for the video to be done. So the live stream needs to end. And the reason I say this is uh, YouTube doesn't aggregate the comments from the live stream into the show. So if you commented on the video during the live stream, once the once the video becomes a public as a standard video on the channel, that's where you're able to basically uh, comment on that video. So come back to the video once the live stream is over. And then make sure to leave a comment of why you want to win the uh, the TickWatch Pro. Uh, sorry, this one, the TickWatch Pro 2020. So this is the watch. I'll give you guys, of course, the link in the description for that. And if you're thinking about checking it out or maybe picking up one for yourself, uh, they did provide me with a coupon, the TKBay, T-K-B-A-Y channel. Just one word, no spacing. And that's the coupon you'll be able to use on the uh, Mobvoi website to be able to pick up your, uh, for yourself uh, your own watch as well. And it applies to other things as well. I noticed that it doesn't just apply to the watch, but definitely check it out. Um, but yes, so that's the simple way to enter. It's not complicated. It is contained within YouTube. I'm not asking you to go check out other sites. 
just come back to this video, the same video that you're in right now, once the live stream is over, which we probably have another maybe half hour or so. And then please make sure to leave a comment. Of course, a like would be definitely appreciated if you'd like to, no pressure, but just leave me a comment why you why you would like to win uh, the actual watch. Next Saturday, we're gonna be pulling, uh, so the, the entry level or the entries can be basically gone all the way up till next, uh, next Friday night or Saturday morning when we start the show. First thing I'll do, I'll be able to basically jump in, pick a winner, and we'll announce it live on the Saturday morning with tech episode 49. And that would be on December 5th. I could be wrong. Hold on a second. Let me double check the date. And yes, next week would be Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning on December 5th. So 12, 5, 2020. Uh, so hopefully that kind of answers everybody else. Um, uh, da, da, da. Aditya jumping in. Oops, I think I missed something. Uh, okay, so jumping in with Davin. Um, I went into T-Mobile tro uh, trolling uh, deals again today. I think for my personal business, uh, I'm not strongly considering it 12 Pro Max, thinking about Juan's advice uh, to fully drive uh, the cell phone. I, I, I think the 12 Pro Max is, it's, it's truly the uniqueness of what the 12 Pro Max is offering. I think that's really the appeal of it, but it's also because it's performing to what they're actually promising. They're they're delivering on the promise. It's not a hype. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, you also kind of have to also keep in mind that it it is actually the biggest, heaviest iPhone that they've produced in the, uh, to date. Uh, for me, I think the 11 Pro Max still works quite well. So if you're an 11 user and you're enjoying it and you're running iOS 14, 14.2 even, you're not really missing out much on, on the new tech other than the 5G tech, which I still don't think is there. I don't think we have 5G at the speeds that we think 5G is going to be. Uh, I think it's still more comparable to 4G LTE in the areas that we're in, unless you're in the ultra, you know, ultra the millimeter or the ultra wideband technology. And those are very specific spots that you'll be able to get that tech. So the end of the day, I would probably say is if you're looking to get a good deal, definitely check out T-Mobile always does those really nice deals. And I think if you're setting up a new line with T-Mobile, you'll get the best discount uh, as far as if you want. For me, I don't need any new lines and I, dis I wasn't trying to go for that. I, I decided to just, uh, honestly, I did the 12 mini because I felt like that was compelling enough for me with the issues that I was having with it. I'm hoping that the update does fix things, uh, fix things for me, uh, but we'll have to see. Uh, MN is saying, TK, what's your daily driver right now? So if you, I don't know if you had, if you guys had a chance to check it out yet. Um, I'm running basically the, uh, I still used here. This is the uh, Z Fold 2. Uh, and of course the Pixel 4a 5G right now. That's, I just switched my SIM card into this one uh, yesterday. And I have to say it's, it's really, really surprising. Very nice, large display, very, very nice and functional and overall performance with the, with what you expect from Pixel. So right now, those are the two that I'm running. Uh, and assuming as soon as I get the Poco M3 at some point, I'll probably be switching to that one as well. So as you can imagine, I switch more phones uh, than your average user, but definitely right now, those are the things that are available. Those, those are the two phones that my SIM cards are in today. That's the best way to say it. <laughs> Um, Juan, if <laughs> Donald is jumping in, trying to see if there's some lurking guy, Juan Carlos. Juan, if you're in the, if you're out there undercover, just say hello. <laughs> you and TK need uh, to do a once a week team up show for real. Um, I'm actually going to be seriously sitting down and try to talk to Juan this week. Uh, I, we, I wanted to wait till the holiday thing was over because as you can imagine, travel and family time and so on. I personally took three days. Uh, I took, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, didn't post any videos and kind of almost, almost not even on social media as much. 
to try to just relax and kick it with the family. And I'm, you know, tomorrow probably would be the same thing, just rounding up the weekend and just taking it easy. Uh, but I didn't want to miss out hanging out with you guys today. So that's, that's why I wanted to kind of keep it. And then when I found out that we were able to do a giveaway of, you know, of a TickWatch Pro 2020, I felt like this was an easy, easy way for us to be able to kind of just spend some time and keep it going. Um, but yes, thank you. I, uh, Juan, if you're in the comments, man, come on, pop up and say hi. Uh, Joe, um, I, I nearly switched uh, my focus from the Tab S7 Plus to an Acer Spin 713, uh, by sad, uh, but sadly, I am missing the stylus input that I want. Looks like a um, cracking Chromebook, though. Uh, so seven, the S7 Plus is an absolute beast when it comes down to a tablet, especially Android running tablet. Um, I actually use mine on the, on the daily. I not only use it for content consumption, so watch videos on it, but I also use it to control my different cameras that I have. So an example would be here with the uh, the Sony camera that I have. I like to use the wireless connectivity to it to be able to make sure everything is running nice. So I, I'm with you. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it, we want to be able to have more options to see, and I really wished that we would have better integration between Chrome OS and Android on the Android side, not on the Chrome OS side, because we already have Chrome OS integrating Android apps with the Google Play Store, but we don't have the reverse yet. It's almost like if Chrome OS became the desktop experience for Android, that is the perfect harmony between two systems or two ecosystems that Google currently supports and obviously are not going to be letting go. And I just initiated somebody's, uh, yes, uh, somebody's Google Assistant. I'm sorry. I do appreciate that. Uh, let's jump in real quick here. Uh, Oh, uh, Halit G is asking, what do you think of the Mate series of Huawei from Huawei? Uh, the Mate series have always been the, for me at least, from my, for, all the way back to the Mate 10, the Mate 20, and even with the Mate 30 and then Mate 40 now. I think the Mate series offer us the, a glimpse into what Huawei wants to do in the following year. Typically, what we'll see is obviously the new chipset from them, which they're still doing. I like that. That's one of the reasons why I like the Mate over the P series. The P series for photography always push the limit, but I feel like the Mate series is what it kind of gives us the best rounded experience. Uh, the waterfall display, the experience, the stereo speakers, uh, the overall just uh, sheer horsepower that you get with the performance that you get there. They take out all the, sp all the stops, especially on the Pro series. If you go with the Mate 40 Pro, uh, and I had a chance to put out some videos on that, even the gaming on this is really nice. So I'm a big fan of the actual series itself. I think Mate series have always been nice ever since the Mate 20 Pro, which... Arguably, was my favorite Mate of all of the Mate series, even to date, because of the way it actually gave us a uh, the 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 technology that we saw there, the quad camera setup, the reverse wireless charging, the wireless charging, uh, the uh, the uh, curved uh, display on the sides, uh, a large four thousand milliampere battery that charged with the forty watt charger. There was a whole bunch of things that Huawei did, like firsts with the Mate Twenty Pro, and it's been more of an incremental upgrade every year. So that that would be maybe the the best way to describe it. It's the best of what Huawei has to offer. For, for the year to come that's that's where the mets the mate stands for um so here this is an interesting one so um as he is asking is is it worth buying the blackberry key 2 now um it depends on your need if you need a physical keyboard and you don't necessarily are you're not trying to go for a super large display i think the key 2 fits it perfectly i think the experience that you're getting there is going to work nice um, although I would also probably kind of caveat that by saying uh, updates and support, it may not be as high as, as what we used to have in the past. So it depends. I think the price for it will probably be really reasonable because, you know, obviously there is no additional, there's no key three coming out unless somebody else picks up the series uh, or the, the licensing for the BlackBerry design. So 
Overall, I think it's a great device. It offers great connectivity. Uh, and of course, the functionality, the keyboard, the, the ability of customizing a shortcut for every key on that keyboard just makes productivity a, a priority on this phone. So that's really what it's driving. It's the productivity level that you want to get there. It's a great phone. Um, battery life was decent. It wasn't the best uh, experience there. You're not going to get 5G, but you're still going to get a decent experience there. Cameras were okay. They're not going to be the best. Uh, the display as you can imagine so I, I would say is if you're able to find one for a good deal and you are benefiting from the keyboard and the productivity style so you want to run your business or so on from it definitely it's a good it's a good choice um yeah um, <laughs> hey greg uh it, every once in a while we'll, we'll get that we'll get that little freezing uh experience here uh let me jump on i think i'm just Ah, Greg, sorry, I don't wear smartwatches. You know what? If you win, if you do win, I would probably say it'll make a great Christmas gift for whomever you feel like would be enjoying it. If you win that, that definitely going to be work there. Um, let's double check here. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah, Davin's jumping back. I got too many smartwatches. <laughs> what I need to do is add one good uh, automatic watch for the for the <laughs> for a dress up. Um, I like to look at smartwatches the way we normally look at. So watches are accessories. If we take out the smart factor out of it, um, the reason why most people will have more than one watch is because they feel like a watch fits a certain um, outfit. So like you're trying to basically uh, match the experience across what you're wearing and what the watch does. Um, and there's always going to be obviously the, the minimalistic watch. There's the more functional one, the more rugged watch. You want to go out. You want you want to be able to bang this against the wall and ha have it not break. Again. The A10G mil-spec uh, mil rating here that you get is very nice. Uh, and that's why I feel like having more than one smartwatch is not a problem. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you can just literally switch it to whatever one you want to use. Uh, but I also feel like it's a great accessory for anybody that just doesn't want to really have to keep checking their phones. Uh, at Wear OS, although may not be the best experience on Android as far as what it comes to basically mobile star smartwatch experience, the customizations that we get from companies like TickWatch or Mobvoi, because they do use a separate application. So there, there's the Tick app that you need to download, the TickWatch app that you can download, and you're able to sync up your information to Google, uh, to obviously um, Google Fit, other things that you can use with it. Uh, and the fact that it is water resistant, it has the A10G rating, it also has the dual display for a longer battery life. There's a lot of things going on for it that very few other smartwatches can even come close to. The resistance maybe, but the dual display, Mobvoi is pretty much it. There's no other phone, sorry, other watch on the market that supports a dual display technology like Mobvoi does. So I, I'm definitely, I would say is if you don't get it, or if you do get it, I think it's a great gift, if anything else, uh, if you want to be able to give it to somebody else. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they'll appreciate it, definitely. Um, the 12 Pro Max, uh, you'll be waiting for it. Uh, not that many out there in stores. I, I, Yeah, no, absolutely. If you didn't pre-order it, this is this is holiday season. This is pretty much you, you get what you pre-order. If you weren't able to get in on the pre-order, you're going to be waiting. Uh, it's kind of like with the PlayStation 5. If you weren't able to get in initially, you're either going to have to ride off a resale or kind of hopefully get lucky at a store that has it. Um, typically, what I would probably say is this. Try the phone, play with it, see if it's something you want to try. If you have access to uh, an Apple store in your area, definitely check it out before you make that investment. Um, I think the hardest thing is for us to basically put that much money on a phone that may end up being something that is just not functional for us. I'm not saying it's not a capable phone. It may not be functional for us. It has to fit what we do. Um, 
just the ergonomics of the, uh, the 12 Pro Max, obviously, by definition, is the biggest iPhone that they have. So those are things you want to keep in mind. The, 12, the 11 Pro Max, for me, works perfectly. Uh, and I feel like still that it is a large iPhone, but it, it does still work very nicely. So the 11 Pro Max can even be a good competition or a good option. Uh, Donald says, forget to watch. I'll, I'll be more happy uh, with, the, with the coupon from your autograph, <laughs> with your autograph on it. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those. Um, I got to figure out a better way to do to maybe some merch giveaway as well. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can get some more merch in there. Uh, it's a little bit hard. I, I was imagining having a, a little bit easier time. I may end up doing this. I may end up seeing if I'm able to do the the merch giveaway by just having it shipped straight from Teespring from the, from the YouTube side merch. And as far as the hat, I may just be able to get it uh, shipped directly from my guy. So I'll, I'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, but definitely, if you haven't had a chance, make sure to come back. Uh, just leave a comment on the video after the video is done, after the live stream is done. Uh, and of course, uh, just let me know why you'd want to win uh, one of the, the watch itself. And of course, like I said, we have a week to finish this up. Next Saturday morning, we'll be picking up the winner and then of course, announcing it on the channel. Uh, definitely <laughs> a lot of, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling I'm missing a whole bunch. Oh, let me jump back. Okay. Davin Davis is jumping back in. Um, my business number is Oh, is on Mint. Okay, uh, that I pray for annually. My this uh, my decision is the 12 Mini plus an iPad versus a 12 Pro Max uh, to uh, to complement my X, uh, XPS 13. Uh, so it depends on how often you think you would be using an iPad. I think it, it it sounds like you have a need for a large display to consume content. The iPad experience is very different than the 11 Pro Max. I feel like if you're if you're going to be tethering the iPad to the Mini most of the time, anyways, you'll you'll definitely get a better experience with the iPad. I I truly understand and appreciate what you would get there. Um, it's the functionality and the portability. For portability's sake, the 11, the 12 Pro Max will be the thing to go with because it's one device in your pocket that you can go out and you can open up and use whenever you want. You'll have your connectivity, you'll have your large display, and you'll get all of those functions out of it. The Mini is a very capable phone. It is very nice. The design is amazing. And I'm, again, I'm hoping that the 14.2 update uh, that they did pushed out, uh, the, I think 14.2, I forgot, it was like a point build upgrade that they pushed out will fix the touch sensitivity issues. If you're not having that, then this is a non-starter. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, and I think that's a good combo, but it's just a little bit, um, it's more of a factor. Again, more than likely, you'll leave the house without the iPad and you'll need that large display and you'll feel like the mini is not the right answer. So I feel like at that point, the 12 Pro Max will be the better answer. Uh, so I'm not, again, trying to put the mini down, but I'm just thinking more of a functional thing. If you're going to try to carry a mini with an iPad, you're better off going with the 12 Pro Max. <laughs> Greg's back. Uh, Greg's jumping in. What do you think of the uh, the Pixel 4a 5G? So initial impressions just after the first 24 hours, after using the 4a and after using the 5. So it's a weird way to start it off, right? I started with the smallest, not the smallest, the, the least expensive Pixel in 2020, which is the 4a. It's a 4G LTE model and it works great. And then I went over to the Pixel 5, which is the higher end, the flagship of what uh, Pixel and Google wants to put out. And then, of course, now we're just jumping back slightly in the middle with the 4a 5G. Uh, I think the display size is the right size on the 4A 5G. There's no question that the 4A 5G will give us the right form factor. It's not as large of a battery, which was a little bit of a surprise. But again, 3,800 milliampere, large display, uh, fingerprint sensor on the back, dual cameras on the back as well, and a headphone jack. All of these things just attribute to a really good experience. So... I am so far very, very happy, very excited with that. I should have a video on this on Monday uh, talking as far as... Uh, 
a little bit about the actual pixel lineup. You know, we're going to talk about pixels. Which one is the right pixel for you? So hopefully you guys will appreciate that video. Um, and yes, Huawei Chinese. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, appreciate it, dude. Appreciate the comments. Good. Thank, thanks again, Greg. Um, actually, Greg, just out of curiosity, this will be a good question for you because I think a few people were asking before you joined us. What is your favorite custom ROM that, on Android? What is your favorite custom ROM uh, of the things that you've used? Maybe something you're using currently right now. Um, the 485G camera performance. The the camera performance on the 485G is. Uh, very similar to the 4A. It has some elements from the 5 because of the wide-angle lens, but it seems like it's also been kind of a little bit tailored. The processor is the same as the 5. We don't have the cinematic modes that they added into the Pixel 5, so those modes are not available here. But you do get 4K 60 frames per second on the back. It's very nice stabilization on it. It also looks really good. Cameras are absolutely great, as you can imagine. Pixel processing is really good. Um, Overall UI elements, very, it reminds me a lot of the Pixel 5 with a bigger display. It's not 90 hertz, but the reality is, again, you appreciate the larger display and you want to be able to get that benefit. The 3800 milliampere battery with the, the bigger 6.1 inch display is, I feel like, the best combo. Uh, I would have loved a 4000 with that, but again, for what we have to look at, I think the 4A 5G is a very good, very capable smartphone in 2020, and I think they're doing a really good job. Uh, oh, Ronald Collins, I don't have one at all. Uh, smartwatches are one of those things you got to appreciate. Uh, once you once you start using them, it becomes a very hard thing not to have. I can say the many things that I try to do with my phone is I, as much as I'd love to have it in my pocket all the time, I typically will do is I'll take this and, you know, when we had office or when we used to go into the office before, um, I would go in and put this on my desk and I leave it on my desk and I'm able to walk around, go talk to people, do different works and so on. And because of the tethering functionality that you have over Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, I get my notifications sent over to my watch. I got the ability of seeing who's calling me if somebody is ringing on my phone without having to carry the phone with me all the time. So you get that little bit of a freedom also saves you time from having to keep checking your phone for notifications because you can check your watch and saves from having to get unlock the phone every single time. So it, it has some benefits, but it truly is more of a personal lifestyle type of an experience. Once you use it and you get used to it, it's hard to break that uh, that, that experience. And I think that's with any tech. Most most tech companies want to do that. Um, Aditya is saying that I have one watch, been using it for about seven years, battery change, uh, change every uh, every other year. It's the G-Shock watch uh, are built like a tank. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. G-Shock for the win. Absolutely. Those things will last for, I feel like they'll last forever. Uh, and the fact that you said replaceable battery, that was like, oh, like what? Battery replacements? No. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Aditi, I, I love G-Shocks are always really, really one of the better ones. Uh, Davin jumping, bin, jumping back in. Um, don't get me started on Android Wear. Uh, the LG Watch was so nice. No buttons, voice control, best looking uh, Wear, uh, sorry, Wear OG Moto. Uh, where is the Wear OG Moto 360 and the Huawei Watch? Huawei Watch started me on. So the Moto 360, the, the original Moto Watch smartwatch, was a smartwatch that I felt like was a great smartwatch. It won me over to to using Wear OS or to using uh, Android uh, on, on a watch because I think back then we didn't have Wear OS. Um 
Yeah, but it was the Huawei watch that won me over to truly wear a watch consistently and not just wear it periodically for a review. I think Motorola did a decent job at the beginning. They had some compromises with the hardware, but the the way Huawei the Huawei watch looked so much like a regular watch. It was so stylish. It truly um, embodied what you wanted out of a smartwatch. And I still have mine somewhere in one of these drawers. Uh, it, it truly is one of the smartwatches that you always appreciate. And I think it was my my hope is that Huawei was going to continue in that route. The new the new smartwatches that we get from Huawei are very powerful, but I feel like there's still more of a fitness tracker in a smartwatch uh, form factor. Not to say that they're not good, but I feel like that's really what we kind of get the best experience. But yes, I'm with you on that one. Um, I am Amish. Well, welcome. Welcome to the chat. Welcome. Hope you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> um, Joe's jumping a tick. The tick watch looks awesome. I sometimes wish I got that instead of the Galaxy Watch 3. Um, I had both. I had. I have both, and I'm using the tick watch. I like the Samsung integration with Samsung devices. There's no question that it works the best. Um, but I feel like I, I miss the uh, the compatibility, the apps, the app compatibility that we get with Wear OS over what we get with the Galaxy Watch. Um, but it also could be the fact that I feel like this all uh, with the new Wear 4300, 4100, that it actually lasts longer, the battery life, with all of the features turned on. I'm not talking about a compromised experience where you turn off certain things in there. Just all the features in there, a solid three-day performance on the smartwatch is very nice. And if I want to push it and use essential mode, it works really nice. Uh, but I hope if you do end up winning this, you'll have an opportunity to check it out, Joe, and, and you'll let me know what, what do you think. Uh, what do you think would, that would be? Uh, uh, I'd buy that hat for sure. Uh, dude, uh, it, it, the, I have to say that this truly is like one of my favorite hats. Uh, the, the design, the look, the feel. The guy does a really amazing job with the hats. Uh, and he went from a, uh, a specific size to basically a large and medium now. So you're able to pick the size that you want. But it's very breathable, very high quality, and um, just really easy. Again, from afar, you see this logo. You know who you're looking at. This guy. <laughs> um, do you know when the 4A5G will be releasing in India? I actually wasn't aware if the 4A5G was going to be uh, really in the near term. The, from what I remember, initially the goal was the 4A, and I think the 5 was the original uh, launch. The 4A5G didn't release in as many markets as the 5. I feel like the 5 is the bigger one that is going out. Uh, I think the 4A is 4A5G would be the better deal if you think about it because of the support of 5G, but it's also the bigger display. Uh, but I haven't heard, I haven't heard yet, unfortunately, uh, any timeline for that. Uh, sorry, I don't, I really don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Davin Davis says, uh, TK, thank you for the feedback. I think I'll get the 12 Pro Max as a, as a plan to use for, for the business for a few years. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, and I am concerned about Apple's uh, continues to head to jack up their prices. It's um, it's very, very, very concerning that year over year. I mean, at some point, this is the weird part. The introduction of the 12 mini with the series of phones that we have now are, is a great introduction. I think people do want a smaller form factor iPhone. But the starting point of the 12 mini with the 64 gigs of internal storage is more expensive than the 11 was last year. And when you start specking it out, even the mini could be close to a $900 experience. I don't know. I don't know if that's really the the, the value that Apple is giving us. I don't feel like the, 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 the improvements that we have on the lineup, other than the fact that it's a smaller phone, 
justify the price increase. So those are things that I always worry. But yeah, I hope you I hope you like it. I think the 12 Pro Max when when you gave me those two options it was an easy slate kind of one way or one one over the other. Um Absolutely, absolutely Greg. Yeah, definitely. Um Oh, uh, Slickbra is asking, uh, Oppo phones, uh, even if you force 120 hertz, some apps are still in 60. It's really annoying. So the thing about it is that's not Oppo's concern, or not concern. It's not Oppo's fault that the app will only run a 60. It's the developer's app, uh, the developer of the apps. So those are the uh, developers that need to start focusing on what options they're able to provide. But yes, you're right. Uh, if the app is only intended to run at 60 frames per second, even if you have a, a QA, a 4K 120, it'll still run at 60 frames per second. It depends on the resolution of what you're able to, to push and what the app is allowed to actually go. That's why when I, when I look at the V60 as a smartphone in 2020, we're getting a consistent 60 frames per second across the entire UI. No, none of the elements will drop below. And you really feel the smoothness between the transition between different apps, different things that you're doing there. And that's the benefit of where you get when it's optimized to work that way. But whenever we go above 60, there are always going to be that chance that you're going to be hitting a wall or you know starting to use an app that doesn't necessarily support it. So those are things I would say is you want to be able to keep in mind. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I wish I wish we'd be able to get uh, you know one true 120 on everything. Uh, uh, let's see here. And sorry. Uh, <laughs> I will. I wasn't trying to ignore you. Sorry. Okay. So we're back now. Yes, I know. We hope that freezing come back. Uh, so CoinX, uh, I think Aditya is kind of summarizing it really nicely. Yes. No, just we're going through the questions. There's a lot of questions coming up. As you can imagine, the live stream, it, one of the beautiful thing about this live stream is that it just, it's a, a lot of us talking, a lot of us trying to get through. And I'm getting an aggregate list of both uh, YouTube and Twitch. It's not a just consistent one list. So I have to go through as many as I can. Uh, but we'll definitely try to get back to your questions soon. Um, is $720 for the Z Flip, Z Flip worth it? Yes, yes. If the phone is in good shape, I'm assuming it's used, um, just make sure that there is no issues with the display and they can definitely show you that there's no indentures on it. I think it's a great deal. The Z Flip and what you get with the Z Flip, the technology that comes with it is really nice. The one thing I would probably say is you need to get used to is the fact that when you have it closed in your pocket, you may not feel that the phone is in your pocket because we typically get used to, uh, and the easy way to explain it is we're used to this type of form factor, a glowing rectangle form in our pocket and when we go to a phone that closes in clamp style that is much smaller footprint and it sits more closely to the bottom of our pocket you may not notice it and it'll tend to have more slippage so if you do pick up the phone at 720 it's a great deal make sure to pick up a good case for it and of course um, if you have access to a samsung store get the glass uh, not the glass the screen protector they offer a ten dollar screen protector that you're able to buy directly from them and they will apply it for you it'll help protect the display for you definitely very nice um, Joe's, um, I really like the galaxy watch three, but, uh, for the reasons you just said the integration with the pixel five, I think that the tick watch is better is a better option. I originally planned on the galaxy S 20 plus, uh, but very much team pixel now. Yes. No, 
great, dude. Obviously, and I and I always appreciate and I love also your new thumbnail, your new uh, your new profile image that you have on uh, on your Instagram looks really nice. Uh, but yeah, once once you appreciate, once you try a Pixel device, it's hard, really hard to switch over. It's very hard to kind of change the change course in the middle of that uh, middle of that train right there. Um, B's commenting and said, uh, we live in an area where lower price flagships uh, skimp on key features, uh, making the making a more expensive flagships look like they uh, provide more value for the money, like the Note 20 and the, and the Ultra. It's the features that we're looking at, obviously, yes, the, there's the, the flagships tend to be the one, you know, like basically a culmination of everything. That, that's what we hope. We always want that out of a smartphone or a smartwatch or, a, or even a, a flagship in, in any kind of, uh, you know, ma market. Um, what I would probably say is find a that we need to basically look at them, not look at them at the price point. We should look at them in categories, kind of like Juan says. It's a category of device. What is this device really good at? What does it offer? And start looking at them in those type of experiences because once you start taking the price out of the experience, you may be surprised what a $700 phone can do um, in the same roughly experience that what you normally would have expected a flagship to offer you. So those are the reasons that I would probably look at. I agree they may not give you everything, but the question at the end of the day is, is this something that you're looking for? Meaning, is this a feature that you're looking for? Because if they, if they give you reverse wireless charging on the higher end model, but you don't see yourself charging something out of your phone, you will plug your, your headphones somewhere, or you're, you're not going to be sharing your phone with somebody else to, you know, to provide them uh, charging. That's something that's going to be, you know, changing the experience. I would always say, see what you offer or look at what you're looking for. Um, oh, good. Greg did see that comment. Yeah, okay. So Greg's saying is um, Evolution X is made for many devices uh, um, and uh, Revenge OS is greatly towards Xiaomi devices. Okay, good. Good job. So those are two other, uh, you know, Android skins. These are not native. Uh, these are not stock experiences, but they're custom ROMs that you're able to look at uh oh dude <laughs> joshua vergara is in the comments hey man how you doing uh everybody say hi to josh uh jumping in hanging out with us for the afternoon <laughs> that that hat though dude i gotta drop off i i have yeah we i we gotta meet up soon i <laughs> josh just woke up um well good morning sir so then it is a good morning so good saturday morning with tech so it is your morning good morning Hope you had a good evening. Uh, hope you're doing well. Davey's in the house. Rajesh. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Everybody, good morning. Um, oh, man. Perfect timing. <laughs> Josh Vergara. Good day, Josh. Hope you're doing well. Uh, with that being said, guys, it is almost at the two-hour mark, and I realized I forgot to get, kind of mention it. Hey, Josh. Everybody say hi to Josh, of course. Uh, uh, Last thing before we do the uh, TK section again, we'll kind of jump into this one. Uh, and while I'm actually covering the uh, how to enter into the giveaway, please do me a favor, start dropping in your TK uh, section uh, hashtags into the comments so we can get this thing kicked off. Um, again, thank you very much to Mobvoi for sponsoring this giveaway. Uh, I really appreciate the fact uh, that they're covering the actual giveaway. This is not a sponsored video. This is just them covering, uh, giving away a smartwatch to one of you guys. Uh, and it is, this is the uh, TicWatch Pro 2020. And it's going to be basically to one of you guys, one of the viewers on this show. Easy way to enter, easiest, simplest thing to do is once this live stream is over, please come back to the actual video, leave a comment, letting me know why you want to win. 
And this is going to be a week entry time point. So from now till next Saturday, Saturday morning on, uh, with the side of tech, once the show, show starts, I'll be basically going through and picking a winner and we'll announce the winner obviously live on the show. And then at that point, Mobvoi, after I've communicated with you guys, we'll exchange some information. Uh, Mobvoi will be sending you guys out your prize and hopefully you'll be able to get it before Christmas. So it'll be a nice little Christmas gift for the end of the year. Uh, but it's very simple. Just again, comments, very easy, and it's going to go for about a week. Uh, and there's no other website, nothing else that you have to go for. You just, it's on here, it's on YouTube, and it's going to be really cool. And I wish, I really wish, obviously, whoever ends up winning it will enjoy it. And if you don't, keep in mind, it makes an absolute amazing gift for anybody that's an Android, Android, or even iOS enthusiast. Uh, but with that being said, I think we have all of our little, uh, all of the comments coming up real quick. Let me go ahead and bring up the window. Uh, <laughs> oh, the eight, uh, 810 Snapdragon, thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Always, always appreciate your support, you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, let me go ahead and share the screen and let me see. Hold on. Let me see. First one is Aditya, of course, jumping in. So we're going to go ahead and let me go ahead and cancel this. I'm going to get Aditya up there and then let's go ahead and share the screen and ready, set, go. Oh, always. The timing is impeccable. Always, always. Um, thank you very much to Aditya for all of you guys to hanging out with us, of course. Uh, Aditya, thank you, T-Sconception. <laughs> always, always. Uh, love you too, man. I love you guys too. Always appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Sabaho. Um, uh, take me. <laughs> uh, Rajesh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, TKception, hashtag T, uh, Team Pixel, TKR Bay, hashtag TickWatch. New hashtag added to the uh, to the chat, of course. Uh, Greg, of course. Uh, everybody else jumping in here. And uh, I do apologize. I realize we have somebody else jumping in in the comments and that's spamming. Uh, I do apologize. Hold on, let me double check here. Uh, here, okay. Sorry, uh, had to put uh, somebody in timeout. I do apologize for that. Uh, but with that being said, I do want to say thank you very much. Please take care of yourself. Please uh, try to do as much as you can to stay in touch. Uh, say hi to your friends. Say hi to your families. Um, it, the, the giveaway is definitely going to be really nice for anybody that does wear a watch. Uh, again, TickWatch is one of the best known watches for the dual display, the military spec A10G uh, rating on this. And of course, lawn battery life, if you use the essential mode, uh, works with Android and iOS running Wear OS. And again, really nice giveaway from uh, Mobboy. Uh, try to, using the coupon TKBay channel if you'd like to be able to save some money on there. And of course, I uh, hope you guys have a great end of the week. If you had Thanksgiving, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, uh, celebrating with your family, saying a safe Thanksgiving as well. Uh, but with that being said, uh, look for more content, more Pixel 4a 5G coming out next week. Uh, I want to say thank you to Donald. I want to say the Dav uh, thank you to Davin Davis. Uh, of course, Joe Hickey, of course, <laughs> enjoyed. Always, always. Aditya jumping in. Greg, uh, of course. Uh, and of course, Aditya in there, uh, Donald in there, Gregory. Uh, I'm just going through here. Joshua, of course, for jumping in in the chat. Of course, making it in. Always, always appreciate having having you in the comments. Of course, uh, and everybody else, everybody else jumping in, even with the new followers and new people that were you know checking out the channel. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, oh man, <laughs> thanks to Greg for ending the show on a very, very super, super chat. Uh, note there. Uh, thank you very much. Hashtag TKR Bay. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Do better for yourself. And I always say this every at the end of every show. If you stick, if you stuck with me to the end of the show, please, please, please 
call somebody you haven't talked to for some time, reach out, connect with somebody, just say hi. And I it can I can appreciate it anytime that somebody does that with me. And I always appreciate it if you guys are able to do something like that. Uh, have a good day. Hope you guys get some great, amazing Black Friday deals. And of course, uh, if you haven't had a chance to, Cyber Monday is around the corner, so there'll be more stuff. Uh, make sure you check out tomorrow afternoon, Saturday morning, sorry, uh, across the podcast with Matt and Sam at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And of course, Juan Carlos's uh, live stream on Monday, typical standard Monday timeline. And of course, I'll see you guys very, very soon. Uh, oh, Ronaldo, of course, thank you for joining the, the show as well. And of course, everybody else. Don't forget, as soon as the show is over, come back and leave a comment on the actual live stream. And good luck for everybody and hope you guys win. Definitely. I'll see you guys very soon. Bye-bye.